It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit on the website they're not having any problems at all so we will we will do the best that we can and I'll check it in the next break matter of fact let's let's get into the break here because I apologize I mean that's a that's a large portion of the of the audience there but again you guys it's out of my control and as always iHeartRadio will have the replay of the show as soon as we get off the air literally within minutes iHeart has got the replay up on the show you can check it out on well I don't know about Spreaker but you can check it out on SoundCloud we'll post it on our Facebook page as soon as we go off the air so one way or another you guys we will take care of business when we come back let's let's take a break here and try to get that straightened out for you guys when we come back we're going to have Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com he's going to join us we've still got Ryan Ruiz to come we've still got plenty more sports talk and you know what Let's let's kick things off here. I feel a little unfair because the Spreaker audience can't hear this, but let's give away some Mick Foley tickets. January 8th, you've heard us talk about it. Mick Foley coming to the improv. Let's give away a pair of tickets right now. And what I want to do is use the Cavaliers to do that. We just talked about Anderson Verjao and what he did here last night. 25 rebounds for Anderson Verjao. He tied a, a very old, 1972 actually, was the record set that he tied last night. Who did he tie? Who previously held the record by themselves for 25 rebounds in a game? Single game rebounding record for the Cavaliers. Who did Anderson Verjao tie? The first person to email the correct answer to the sportsfix at AOL.com. We're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets to see Mick Foley live at the Improv next Wednesday, January 8th. Hit us up, thesportsfix at AOL.com, and let me know, who did Anderson Verizal tie last night with his 25 rebounds atop the list of the single game Cleveland Cavaliers rebound leaders? We'll have that winner for you in just a little bit. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jeff Gorman from BrownsAndIndians101.com. We'll talk to him. Big Bob tried to start it early. <laughs> he tried to he tried to jumpstart the, the Cavaliers, sabotage the Cavaliers talk there. But we're going to get into what he was talking about. Bob Stoops will preview the playoff games coming up this weekend. Still have a ton more to come. We've just started. We have just kicked off the Sports Fix, Daddy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Come on, yeah. Gotta make it happen. Keep on getting on. Gotta make it happen. Come on. 
When it comes to Cleveland sports, we go from I can't touch this to I can't watch this. So listen to the fix. It's easier on the eyes. Hey guys, real quick before we go to the break, I just want to talk to you a little bit more. You hear me talking about it. You've heard the commercials. You've heard us giving away tickets to the show. WWF Hall of Famer, three-time WWF champ, the legendary one and only Mick Foley has taken his talents from the wrestling ring to the comedy stage, and he's coming to Cleveland for a special one-night-only performance at the world-famous Cleveland Improv Comedy Club and Restaurant. This coming Wednesday, January 8th, this special one-night-only performance not only features Mick doing his stand-up performance, but also a 30-minute Q&A session with the audience, an autograph signing session, and so much more. There's also dinner packages available, as well as tickets to the event alone. Don't miss it, Cleveland, this Wednesday, January the 8th, the world-famous Improv Comedy Club and Restaurant, teaming up with the Sports Fix and proud to present three-time WWF champ Mick Foley in his one-night appearance here in Cleveland. Check him out at the Improv right next to Shooters on the West Bank of the Flats. For more information, call 216-696-IMPROV. That's 216-696-4677. Or check out the website, clevelandimprov.com. Hey everybody, this is Jerry the King Lawler from WWE, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is ready to serve. With the holidays upon us, make sure to winterize your vehicle before going over the river and through the woods. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Have your sleigh in top form with four brand new tires. Choose from 13 top brands. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has the low price tire guarantee. Find the same tire at a lower price within 30 days and they will refund the difference. Improve your fuel economy with the Works Fuel Saver Package. A certified technician will change your oil, rotate and check tire pressure, top off fluids, and perform a full inspection. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is open late Monday through Thursday to serve you better 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., and closed on Sundays. They're located just under the 480 Bridge on Canal Road in Valley View between Rockside and Granger Roads. Mention the Sports Fix and you'll get a Quick Lane Auto Safety Kit with the purchase of any four tires. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is ready to serve. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. The Sports Fix is on iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeart app today. Subscribe to the show and get your fix. The Improv Comedy Club and Restaurant is proud to present three-time WWF champ Mick Foley in a hilarious one-night-only stand-up performance. Come see a true wrestling legend and the only Cleveland appearance of the hardcore legend Mick Foley at the Improv, located right next to Shooters on the West Bank of the Flats. For information and tickets, call 216-696-IMPROV. That's 696-4677. Or go to their website, clevelandimprov.com. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, and no matter who you root for, everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Sunday, the Sports Fix is broadcasting live with giveaways and prizes, and joining you in watching all the Browns action with, with Bud, Bud Light, Light beer, beer specials and $10, and $10 Hair of the Dog pictures. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. That's some fun. Plus, every Monday night, catch the Monday night football action with some of your favorite Browns players. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Perry Buffalo. Buffalo. Join the herd. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. Find all the hottest Cleveland sports gear online at gvartwork.com or at their brand new store on Detroit Avenue in Lakewood. 
Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. And you know, this happens all the time when we do email contests. Welcome back, J Rock, Jerry Myers with you guys. And by the way, Spreaker's working. Hey, hello, everybody listening on Spreaker. I'm glad we got that fixed. Uh, actually, I was in the middle of trying to fix it when I got a message that said, hey, you just popped back on. So, you know, it's this weather. It's, uh, you know what? Man, I don't know about you guys, too, but we're not talking about snow Monday and Tuesday, but we're here in, like, extreme low temperatures. My kids are, are sitting here praying that and it's below zero because they won't be allowed to go to school on Monday. They're supposed to go back to school. But uh, weather playing havoc on everybody here, and that's one of the things. We're Internet-based, so unfortunately, satellites affect us even more. So you know what? I'll tell you what, for those of you listening on digital delay, so I'm actually speaking to the future, but for those of you listening on digital delay on iHeartRadio, you probably also missed the first 15, 20 minutes of the show. So you can go to SoundCloud.com and you can look up the Sports Fix on there and there's a copy of the show that's on SoundCloud as well. You can also go to Mixler, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, where you can not only listen to the show live and hang out with my awesome chat room posse, I see those guys. Matter of fact, I think I see a, a new name here in the chat room as well. I saw, uh, what is it, Older Sites, a new name I haven't recognized here in the chat room before. Not sure what your real name is, but welcome in. Speaking of shout-outs, I've got a really awesome shout-out to give. I found this out yesterday, heard about a very interesting group of listeners to the show, and I have to give them a shout-out because they are halfway around the world. Not only halfway around the world, but they're halfway around the world because they're putting it down for our country, and I've got to give it. When I heard that last night, I said, give me the details so I can shout this out on the air. Brian Scott, U.S. Marine Corps in Fort Leatherneck in Afghanistan, Unit 106, listening in their mess hall to the sports fix every day, bringing a little bit of Cleveland back home or a little bit of home to them all the way in Afghanistan, doing it for the red, white, and blue and listening to the Sports Fix Daddy. Shout out to them, most definitely. And feel free to give us a call and say, hey, where are the cats in Afghanistan listening to the show? Because I would love to talk to you guys live on the air. But shout out, most definitely, from us here in Cleveland, a big Ura Marine style, baby. Semper Fi, Brian Scott, and the cats at Fort Leatherneck in Afghanistan, Unit 106. Awesome to have you guys listening to the show. All right. Welcome back in. And hey, if you want to do, hey, I'm a DJ, baby. You want shout outs? Hit them up with me. I'll shout you out. What's up, Steven in Strongsville? I, I, I just made that up, actually. There is no Steven Strongsville. But if you want to be Steven Strongsville, hit me up and say, J Rock, I'm listening to the show. And I will most definitely shout you out as well. Welcome back in. We are getting back to it. And hey, jam packed show just keeps going. Next up on the slate, you guys, by the way. <laughs> When I give a contest for an email, you guys cannot, I see it all over. In the chat room, I got on the comments on Facebook. By the way, facebook.com slash the sports fix. Tweet with us at the sports fix CLE. But last week, I had a guy answer in the, he was the first one with the right answer. And he put it on Facebook and he goes, did I win? Where's my tickets? And I'm like, you didn't win. All you had to do was follow the directions and email the correct answer. I do see. Some correct answers, most definitely out there, though. So uh, definitely some people have got it. And I'll give you that here in just a little bit, you guys. We'll definitely. Oh, now everybody wants shout-outs. Charles, my man at Fort Bragg. <laughs> Adam wants to shout-out the Three Stooges in Berea. They, they don't appreciate that comment very much. But I didn't have any problem saying it, that's for sure. So most definitely. Hey, we do have a winner, by the way. I just checked the email. I have 
about a dozen correct answers here, but the very first answer that came in, as I, you know what, let me go ahead and stop this thing. <laughs> when you're a one-man band, sometimes it goes off the track. I was about to start playing some more music. I, th I think you guys might have wanted to listen to it, though. I'm a pretty good DJ. Anyways, Rick Robertson, 1972. Stephen Schaefer, congratulations. You were my first correct answer. Therefore, Stephen Schaefer, you have won a pair of tickets to see Mick Foley at the Improv January 8th. And I will get with you off the air and let you know the folks at the Improv will get a hold of you. But congratulations, Stephen Schaefer. You have won a pair of tickets to see Mick Foley. And don't forget, Mick's going to be on with us next week as well, talking to us about his career and about all of that. And Bruce had it. Bruce had it in the chat room, most definitely, but I didn't want to say that out loud until we had our winner, so congratulations to him as well. And all of you guys, we got two more chances next week, Monday and Tuesday. We'll have two more pairs of tickets, so you still have two more chances to win. Don't forget Monday, too, GV Artwork t-shirt. All right, Big Bob tried to jumpstart us early, even though I had to talk a little bit Cavaliers first, but Big Bob wanted to dive right into talking about some Browns. So let's get to the phone lines right now. My man, Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com. He's with us every week. Usually we're previewing the Browns. This week, we're going to talk some playoff. We're going to preview the wild card weekend. As I said, my favorite weekend. But first things first, let's dive into the rumors. First things first, Jeff Gorman, Happy New Year. How you doing? I'm doing great, J-Rock. It's freezing cold and snowy outside, but I'm not in it. I'm nice and warm and Beautiful snowy Medina, and I'm ready to kick off the new year on Sportsnix, baby. Absolutely, and we're ready to have you most definitely. Let's start, though, right where Big Bob wanted to jumpstart the show because right now it's kind of coming out. I think a lot of people thought, especially with the Browns getting their secondary interviews out of the way this week, they got the Rooney rule taken care of when they talked to uh, Todd Bowles, so they got, they got themselves all set up where it looked like Josh McDaniels the final interview coming tomorrow was all set for him to be offered the job, which we've heard behind the scenes was already a done deal. They, the Browns can't admit that, but we've heard that the first thing that was ever done in this was the job offered to him. But now the wrinkle, Bob Stoops, fresh off, and this broke right before the game yesterday. Bob Stoops perhaps has the inside track to, to the Cleveland Browns job. It kind of came from out of nowhere. First off, what are your thoughts on that, and how much stock do you put into that? Well, I would put a lot of stock into it, J-Rock, because it really makes a lot of sense. It's funny how these rumors coming up you know, during the game kind of uh, harkens us back to the game where, where the rumors mill started bearing down on Shud during the game. Strangely enough, it just built right. and built, and by the end of the day, it, was already, uh, it had already happened. So maybe these same kind of rumors happening during the game yesterday may have much more than a kernel of truth to it. Of course, in a perfect world, you would have like a great proven NFL head coach winner just sitting out there ready to jump in, somebody like Bill Cowher or Tony Dungy. But when you have to go with somebody who hasn't been there yet, you look at somebody like Bob Stoops, and he's really pretty much the perfect college candidate. You know, he's 53 years old. He's done everything that he can possibly do. At Oklahoma, he won the national championship in 2000. And what a perfect ending to his Oklahoma career with that win over the Sugar Bowl. If he wants to leave now, that would be the perfect way to go out. It makes a lot of sense. 
Right, and, and you know, you've got the hometown, basically, hometown connection as well. One of the things, when you talk about his record, because one of the things, the first thing, and even Bob brought it up in his phone call, the first thing you think of with him is he's been down there for 14 years down there in Norman, and that's stability. And part of me says, even if he's interested, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm talking to people that, that know the stoop circle of people that he talks to, there's definitely interest in seeing what he can do at the next level, my thought is just with the instability of the Browns franchise so far, why would somebody who's been, I mean, obviously you stay somewhere for 14 years, you like stability. That's a risky thing to give up for a team that just let their coach go in less than one year. Well, perhaps it's not too risky because he's really a made man in the college football world. So even if he were to crash out of the NFL after one or two years, he'll find himself a nice, good job in college. You know, Nick Saban tried to go to the NFL. It didn't quite work out. You know, Butch Davis from college to the Browns, and he was able to, you know, go right back into a job. So I think that he is going to be fine, even if he were to get with the Browns and completely fail. But I don't, I don't see him failing. I see him being more along the lines of uh, somebody like, well, Chip Kelly so far just one year, but, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, he was able to successfully make that transition from USC to Seattle. I think that this is really the perfect time as far as his, if you're Bob Stoops and you want to ever try this, this is the time, you know, before he gets too old, I think that he could really, you know, with the way he has, how he's been so immersed in the college games, just so familiar with the people coming out of this upcoming draft, I think that it would work out really Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really, really well. Although, you got to think about Josh McDaniels because there's a lot going in his yes. favor, too. And one of the reasons that I, I basically, I, I got to be honest, and this is, I guess, a shot at the Cleveland media, but one of the reasons I put some credence into the Bob Stoops story is because it came from outside. Because seriously, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that as a shot, but I love it. A lot of the things that come from out, I'm telling you, you got to realize this front office. We're talking Mike Lombardi. We're talking Joe Joe Banner. These guys, they're not, they're not feeding things to locals. They're not feeding things. They're they're feeding these things to the NFL Network guys. They're feeding these things to their national guys. I mean, you look at the stage that Mike Lombardi's been on for the last few years. So that's my thing is a lot of times to me, when these things come from outside with this front office, I I think, oh, well, maybe they know because this front office is quick to run and tell somebody that they, you know, it's just, it's the way that they work. And this came from actually the initial report came from the sideline reporter for the St. Louis Rams. He also works for ESPN. He's Tony Softly. He's the one that initially tweeted yesterday that 
insiders say Stoops has the fast track to become the Cleveland Browns coach. So, you know what? My thought process is, is because what I had heard about McDaniels all along was he was offered the job from the get-go, which the Browns will deny until the end of the day because they can get in big trouble if they skip the process of going through the candidates and going through the Rooney rule. But perhaps Josh McDaniels has no interest in leaving New England at this time, or perhaps he just has no interest in the Cleveland job. Maybe that's where the shift came in focus here. But, you know, I've said about Josh McDaniels all along, to me, that's no upgrade over the guy that you just had. So, you know, I don't know. There's so much out there. And we saw what happened last year. I mean, the media was chasing their heads trying to figure out when dinner with Jimmy Haslam and Chip Kelly was. And, and, and the next thing you know, Chud came from out of nowhere. It it really does give you cause, though, that these guys don't have a plan. That perhaps they're throwing darts in the dark and hoping that they hit a bullseye. Hmm. Well, it can really go either way on McDaniels. You know, there's a lot of stuff in his favor, and there's a lot of stuff against him. For one thing, he had that early experience just at the age of 32. That's really super young to be a head coach. It's funny, when I think of him, I think of him really in a strange way like Ubaldo Jimenez, somebody who got off to a really, really hot start, actually in Denver, and Denver and Colorado, and then really fell off after that. And, you know, of course, we saw Ubaldo come back a little bit later for the uh, Indians. But, you know, with McDaniels, he won those first six games, and then it was all downhill from there. But you also have a situation with McDaniels where it's like, well, what did he learn? Maybe he can take that early, you know, that early failure with the Broncos and take a few years off from that and come back, especially – the way he's learned under a guy who did the same thing, Bill Belichick, of course, failing with the Browns, and then unfortunately coming back someplace else and becoming, you know, the leader of a dynasty. So it would be very interesting if McDaniels could come back here, again, still in his 30s, and become sort of a a dynastic-type head coach. That would be really the best-case scenario. But the question is, does he have it in him? Does he he have it in him to be one of the all-time you know, coaching great. There's got to be something right about this guy if an NFL team gave him the keys to the kingdom at the age of 32. And I'll tell you what, if you were just looking at maximizing your circumstances, he doesn't have a better set of circumstances to maximize right now than the way he finished the season yesterday with the attention on him and the fact that, and you know what, part of me wonders, I think, not just wonders, I know for a fact that half of these guys, Cleveland has become the bona fide way to jack your paycheck up from your existing employer because all of these guys can float their names out there, their agents float their names out there, and next thing you know, the existing employer or somebody else that wants them is quick to to jack up that check, to jack up that amount, to add more years to it, guarantee more dollars to it. That's all in play with this whole thing, too, with all of these guys, you know? It's happened many, many a time in Cleveland. But the other thing about McDaniels is, you know, he has that familiarity with Brian Hoyer, and he's going to, you know, as a quarterback specialist, it's, it's strange to call him a quarterback specialist, although he, you know, with all the success he has had coaching quarterbacks and stuff, he did actually trade up to take Tim Tebow in yes, the first round. So he's got that going against him. But he could be in a situation where if the Browns hire McDaniels, he can work with Hoyer, whom he's familiar with from the Patriots, and a first-round quarterback that they pick as well. So he would have the quarterback of the present and the future with all of his, you know, quarterback um, 
his qualifications as a great quarterback coach. So it seems like he could really be in a good position since this has become so much of a quarterback-oriented league. And it'll be interesting to see if the Browns do pick McDaniels specifically because of his expertise with quarterbacks and the domination of quarterbacks in the league right now. Absolutely, you know, and Tom Brady's certainly trying to sell him on the job as well, you know, said he's uh, the best uh, offensive coach he's ever worked with, but you know, I don't know. I'm not a Josh McDaniels guy. I've made no no pause about that on the air, and I've made no bones about the fact that that to me to me that's not a step up, and that's not a step in the right direction. And that may actually be a step right back on the same treadmill that you go to. So you know what? If you're an anti Joe Banner guy, if you're willing to sit through another miserable season, that might be the right hire because that may be the one that runs Joe Banner out of town. Because we all know, say what you want, who you think it's going to be. This is Joe Banner's last higher as a, of a Cleveland Browns head coach. Not Jimmy Haslam's, but it's definitely Joe Banner's. He's either going to get it right or he's going to be looking for another job too. Well, let's hope for all of our sakes, whether we like Banner or not, that this this I'm next coach that we hire at yeah, least six around for hopefully four or five years. The one thing that I also need to mention while we're still talking about Stoops is the one thing about him is you can go right ahead and hire him because, you know, McDaniels, He's, you know, in the playoffs, and you can't hire him or you can't hire uh, Dan Quinn out of Seattle until they get knocked out of the playoffs. So it's the one good thing about hiring Stoops, you can go ahead and get him in there because he's got a lot of time to prepare for the draft. Of course, if the Patriots or the Seahawks were able to go all the way to the Super Bowl and then the Browns would hire McDaniels or Quinn, that would only give him about two months and change to prepare for this all-important draft. And that's, again, that's why more than the draft, that's why the coach is so important. Bruce just hit it on the head. You can like the Browns or not. You know, Bruce and I go around and around about that, but he's got it exactly right in just a simple six-word sentence. Wrong coach equals another five years of rebuilding. Absolutely. I mean, that's just end of the day. Seven words, by the way. I can't count. But uh, <laughs> that's, 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 that's dead on right there. And that's why that's more important than the quarterback question or whatever and all of that is getting the coach right. So, you know, I... I a lot of people, it's funny too, seeing such a wide variety. You know, we've got, I say this all the time. One of the advantages of having uh, all the different uh, social media channels that we have and all the different uh, platforms for people to interact is I get to see so many hundreds of different people's opinions every day on stuff. And it's so fractional. It's so split and fractured all over the place. The number of people that either want McDaniels and then there's a bigger group that wants anybody but him. And no matter who it is, there's a group that wants that guy and then there's a whole other group that doesn't. And it's just so spread out. It just goes to show you. It's just crazy. And the media doesn't do any good when every day there's another rumor of another guy and another thing out there. And the Browns don't do any good when they make rash decisions as well. So it's all no wonder the the psyche of the Cleveland Browns fan is so fragile. I mean, seriously, you can't even I mean, it's a it's a tough one to go through. And just when you think, you know, OK, I don't know if this is the right plan, but they're going to stick to a plan. Then they. They turn that whole thing around. Let's turn this around a little bit because by the time you and I talk on Tuesday, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll be already in the right direction. We'll know who it is or, or we'll have a better idea. I still think, unless there's smoke to this Stoops thing, and there may be, if there is, then that changes the equation. If not, by the time you and I talk again, it's going to be Josh McDaniels. I mean, you could tell by the setup of interviews that 
they set him up on Saturday on purpose so that if he is the guy that they want, they can offer him the job and have this thing done over the weekend. I, I truly believe that. Well, it's possible. It seems like he's got a lot of stuff going for him, but the one thing that we like about Stoops is he does have a track record somewhere. You know, it's college, not in the pro, but he has been a proven winner over a long period of time, and he, his squad just looked really, really good yesterday. So, that's yeah. a, just like I said before, it's really the perfect way for him to go out, if that's part how he me, goes out. Part of me wants nothing to do with a college coach. I'd prefer somebody that knows the NFL, but then again, as we just saw, that's no guarantee either. So... I mean, really, you just you have to get the right guy. That's what they sold you on with Chud, by the way, last year. The way they explained it and the way they sold it was it went beyond uh, where you played, what schemes you played, what things you did, and all of that. But it's being the right guy at the core, being the the right person, and then everything else can be adapted to around that. That's and then that's why I keep saying that first press conference is going to be a hell of a hard sell. How in the world are you going to stand in front of people and give the same speech that you just gave a year ago about Chud for the next guy? It's going to be going to be a hard one. But then again, they, they really don't care about public relations as we've seen. Let's shift to teams that do have their stuff together. Let's shift to the playoffs because one thing I wanted to talk to you about today in preview, it's wild card weekend. I love it. This is obviously the goal of the Browns. This is the goal of every team is to put a team together that can get you in the tournament once you get there. Anything is possible, no matter what your seed, no matter where you are. And again, I don't know about you, but to me, one of the one of my favorite weekends in sports in general is NFL first wild card weekend because you've got you got those they're just right. The games are spotlighted. You got a couple on Saturday, a couple on Sunday, and they're usually some exciting games. And the best thing about the playoffs this year is no Steelers and no Ravens. There you go, you know, and you you brought up a good point because the other AFC North team is a question that I wanted to start with. We talk about attendance here in Cleveland, and guys like my man Bruce get so angry and frustrated at the the fact that the Browns sell tickets and the Browns get attention and draw with the losing record every year, and and there's so much merit to what he's saying. But look at what's going on right now. You got Green Bay and Indianapolis got it at the last minute. But Cincinnati had to get an extension from the league. These three teams all having trouble selling out their building because of the blackout policy to where their home fans might not have been able to see their first-round playoff game. To me, especially us here in Cleveland, it's unfathomable that a team would have a hard time selling tickets to a playoff game, you know? That's right. There's really no excuse for not selling out a home playoff game. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, that's it's completely automatic here, and I don't see why it wouldn't be automatic anywhere else. It's like the way the Atlanta Braves were when they won all those uh, division championships in baseball, and they wouldn't sell out their playoff games. They were just spoiled. Right, and so seeing that, you know, it's easy to say here because, you know, we haven't had a playoff game in so long, but, I mean, either way, it's not like, you know, it, it's not like any of those teams that we're talking about. Green Bay, I guess, has the most sustained success of those three teams but it's not like any of those three are you know multiple championship teams over the last few years to where that fan base is ah we're bored with the first round of the playoffs you know it's just amazing but that's part of what we've talked about you and I and several other guys all year long it's the problem that all the all the sports have which is the the it's so much easier and comfortable to sit at the house and watch it with your big TV and your surround sound and the comfort of your own house. And another, when I've looked around, one of the biggest uh, reasons that people are citing for that is that jacked up playoff ticket prices too, because they raised the prices for the, the tickets heading into the playoffs. And the combination of those 
or I can sit at the couch with my 50-inch, you know, HD TV, and I can I can be warm and toasty. There's, you know, weather issues everywhere. That's something that the NFL is having to deal with there as well. All sports, baseball, we've seen it as well, and basketball too. But it's just it's amazing to me, especially football, being the strongest of the sports when it comes to fan fan. Well, not not attendance because they are having issues, but a fan loyalty to, to see a playoff game. You know, because I mean, you know, even baseball. Okay. Your playoff series or multiple game series, but you know the wild card of the playoffs. I mean, if you're especially if you're a fifth or sixth seed there in the playoffs, you know, or if you're one of those low seeds, you, there's no guarantee of another game. There's no if you're only getting the one those those teams that are only getting the first home playoff game. There's no guarantee you're going to have another one. You would think it's a boom sellout instant, you know. Right, and I'm really surprised about the Bengals because they haven't been there for so long, and, you know, they've kept the same coach. They've stuck with Lewis all this time, and they finally make it. They win the division, and they were perfect at home, 8-0. and So there's really no excuse. The Bengals have really done everything that they could possibly do to earn their fans' loyalty, so they really should not have had a hard time selling out that game. Yep, and and then here we sit, you know, and, and same with Cincinnati. And, you know, Cincinnati, yep, Vashon's got a good point in the chat room, too. That's always been a problem in Cincinnati. I mean, even to this day, there's half that city doesn't like the ownership, so they've got issues there. And that's, I point to Cincinnati as, as a destination point for where the Cleveland franchise is going to end up with their fan base if this thing does not get on the right track soon. You could see it coming since around 2009. With the attendance beginning to slip, it took a decade to catch up to it. But, you know, and you get that where half that town loves the Bengals but can't stand Mike Brown and can't stand the uh, the ownership there or whatever, and they get these issues here where you have trouble selling out a playoff game. It's hard, but I just think that if things do turn around, I have a feeling that, you know, everything will come back. You know, the excitement about the Browns, even the rivalry between the Browns and the Steelers. I just think that these things from our past can come back if only we have a competitive team to, to do it with. So, you know, I don't think it's gone forever, but, you know, it, it kind of fades away when you don't have that kind of a competitive team. And now the Bengals are sort of slowly waking up to realize, that, hey, they've got a playoff team down there. And speaking of that, they've got a game this weekend. Let's start with the Bengals there. Cincinnati and San Diego. San Diego feeling good about themselves right now. I mean, they had to have everything go right for them to get into the playoffs, and they did. Regardless if they got lucky with a missed call by the officials, what's done is done, and they're in. What do you think happens there? Phillip Rivers, San Diego. I've always liked San Diego. San Diego has never put together that Super Bowl season, but they always... They're just—they're always a pretty decent team for the most part, and I like Philip Rivers as a quarterback. Another an, a, a quiet strong season for him. Another forty-five hundred yard season, thirty plus touchdowns. Andy Dalton not too far off from him as well. What do you see happening here with the Chargers and the Bengals? Well, I think you know with the Bengals, like I said, being perfect eight and zero at home, that would seem to give them advantage. But uh, San Diego is a very tough out on the road. I mean, they beat the Broncos in Denver. That was a really big win for them. But I think Cincinnati's deep. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Defense has done a better job this year of bailing out Andy Dalton for his mistakes then the Chargers defense has been able to bail out Rivers. Rivers hasn't been quite as consistent, and the whole team hasn't really played as well together as the Bengals have. And I think that, uh, that they're going to be it's going to be a pretty close game, but I think that the Bengals are going to pull it out. I think they're going to keep that momentum going at home, and I think they're going to be able to get to Rivers. I have the Bengals winning that one 24-20. And you brought up a good point, too, with the 8-0 at home this season for Cincinnati. That's another thing that kind of surprises me about not being able to sell this thing out because you don't know if it's coming back. You don't know if you're going to have another game in Cincy and you're undefeated. You would think, bam, we packed this place. Let's make sure that we do our part in our one home game here that we're guaranteed to put it over the top there. I'll tell you, and I got to be careful here because I don't want to talk with my heart because I, I really don't care for Cincinnati at all, but they really are a completely different team at home, as we know, than what they've been on the road. 8-0 at home, 3-5 and on the road. San Diego, just a 500 team on the road, pretty much a 500 team all season in general. Man, I'll tell you, as much as I like, as much as I'd like to say I think Phillip Rivers and the Chargers upset Cincinnati, I, I got to be with you. I think that the the home field. I think Cincinnati is going to win the game. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I think that Cincinnati defense with this cold weather that we're having right now, it's going to be freezing all weekend up here this way. So I think that's going to affect a, a West Coast warm weather team like San Diego. And I think Cincinnati holds on and gets the win as well. Although I don't think it's going to in any way be a cakewalk for those guys. That's right. It might not be a really entertaining game, too. It might be kind of a slog. But, you know, the Bengals, the way they've been able to build up their talent slowly over the years, which is something we hope the Browns do someday, you know, they've been able to get the kind of depth that has really, you know, led them to a good season. And I think that they just play a lot more consistency than the Chargers, who sometimes really wow you, but sometimes they really underwhelm you. And I think there's a situation where the Bengals will get the job done. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing that I don't disregard when it comes to San Diego is the fact that they had to put some work in just to get to the playoffs. And, and you know, traditionally, those teams that come into the playoffs hot in the NFL ride that through more often than they don't. I mean, how many times recently have we seen it's that low wild card seed that's been in playoff mode for four, five, six weeks in a row that takes the run sometimes all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's why I say don't overlook those Chargers because they they really stormed back into the playoff picture when people were overlooking them. It's really one of the great things about the playoffs is really anybody can – we say this in baseball too, but really in football, as long as you get yourself into the playoffs and you get hot, you can definitely do it. In fact, it seems like sometimes it's even more rare for a team to have a super great season where the – 
14 and 2, 15 and 1 to go all the way and win it because usually those teams are due to kind of trip and fall. We've seen that happen right. many a time. Absolutely. Of course, you're listening to the Sports Fix. We're talking to Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com, looking around at the playoffs, the other Sunday game there, and another game where weather is going to be a huge factor. I was listening to Alex Boone this morning say, listen, don't let these guys lie to you. Don't let my teammates lie. It's going to be cold, and it's going to affect you. It's going to affect us, and it's going to affect them. They're talking with wind chill. 20 degrees below zero on the field for the 49ers and the Packers. It It's going to be a frozen tundra legit this weekend. And again, you got a West Coast team that's got to deal with that. 49ers are tough, and they've played strong on the road, 6-2 and two this season. You know, a good balanced team. Same record on the home in a way. Meanwhile, we know about Green Bay. We know about the journey that they took just to stay alive. And the other teams in the North there let them stay alive. And then Aaron Rodgers came back. Randall Cobb came back, led them to that playoff victory there. Gets them into the playoffs, I should say. And now, you know, you, they've got their team back. What do you think there? I mean, that that cold. Like like I said, Boone was like, listen, man, they're telling you that we don't. this is just another game. It is not. We're going to have to deal with this. Every hit's going to hurt. Every block and every tackle's going to hurt. But it's going to hurt them, too. And it's just whichever team is tough enough inside. That's right. This is well. One rule that I have is I never pick against the Packers at home in December, or in this case, January. I think that is such a difficult factor to face. I'm really amazed that the Steelers actually messed up that rule when they beat the Packers in overtime. But usually, the Packers are completely at home in that kind of freezing weather, and I really don't blame anybody for staying home in front of their huge flat screen TV if it's going to be minus <laughs> twenty out there. That's just a little bit ridiculous. But again, having Aaron Rodgers back, I mean, he's coming off the collarbone injury, but he made it back just in time. He may, might not be 100%, but I've got to like Rodgers with his playoff experience at home. Really, everything is going his way. The one X factor has got to be Colin Kaepernick, not just passing, but running the ball. I could see Kaepernick maybe calling his own number a lot as a runner, and he might be very difficult for the Packers to bring down in this kind of weather. So I think it's going to be a really good, close game but I really have to go with the Packers at home. It's going to be so hard for the Niners to come up to that freezing stadium and beat Green Bay. I have Green Bay winning that one 24-21. I'll tell you, man, that's another one that I'm having a hard time making a pick because I really do. I like San Francisco a lot, but, you know, as you said, those elements in that and Green Bay being at home, I mean, it's hard. It's hard in general to beat the Packers in the playoffs in Lambeau. You know, we know about the the reputation that comes with just coming into that stadium and coming into that environment. But, you know, San Francisco's defense is, what are they, 17 points a game they've allowed. They've played very well. But And like I said, they've played well home and on the road. Vishon in the chat room with a good point that they didn't play well going on the road to Seattle there. And the, the elements, you've got to think, are going to affect those guys. I, I've got that game as a toss-up, but I'm giving the home field advantage. I really think that's what's going to push Green Bay over the top. I think that, you know, that cold, man, that's a, that's a culture shock. A team can tell you all that they want, that they're going to block it out and they're going to put it out of their mind. But to me, and that's why I always think that the Browns do wrong, even though I get that it's a more offensive passing league, when you've got the elements that we've got here in Cleveland, when you've got the cold, the snow, the nastiness that comes off of Lake Erie, I think that's you you build your team to those strengths and make that an advantage because to me I don't care how used to it you are when a team plays in it and practices in it all the time 
it's different than a team that maybe they played one or two bad weather games during the season. Maybe they did go to New York once or twice, but it's different from living in it and being in it day in and day out. I think that's the difference, and I think that Green Bay takes the victory there too. But you know what I'm saying about the Browns? I think that nobody has really – nobody tries to build a team – to the strengths of the weather because they think, well, it's passe running games and defense and that's passe. But I, I disagree. Call me a fuddy duddy if you want, but I disagree, my man. Well, it's a very good idea to do that. If you've got that kind of uh, personnel, I mean, if you live in a place like the Bears or the Bills, if you can get some talent together to make that work, you should definitely do it. Unfortunately, no one's been able to stick around here in Cleveland to get any kind of identity Absolutely. together, but that would not be a bad idea for a Browns identity. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. Let's shift to the other day's games as well, because you know what? A very intriguing game, because I think that this is a game that would have a completely different prediction from people if it was being held in New Orleans. And that would be the Saints and the Eagles. And we talked about uh, the last few weeks when we were previewing the down the stretch. We talked about how New Orleans was one of those teams that had the most to lose in the last couple games because they could fluctuate anywhere from that second seed where they play so well at home and they were guaranteed the home games and the worst case scenario for them worked out where they tumbled down to the wild card slot and now are having to go on the road where where they've been a completely different team than what they are at home. So now they've got to buck up. I know I've seen the Saints have been joking all week about they're wearing different uh, sweatsuits up there. They're drinking different Gatorade. They're eating different food. They're doing all different things to try to change the mojo. But, you know, that definitely worked out to Philly's advantage to have that game come in there. New Orleans, like I said, different team on the road. That's right. Maybe they're going to eat some cheesesteaks to get ready to play in Philly. But uh, to me, this is the hardest game to pick. You said the last two games were tough, and they were, but I really have a hard time picking the Saints and the Eagles because historically the Saints have never won a playoff game on the road. They're 0-5. And again, not just going from south to north, but going from indoors to outdoors. It's not going to be any, any more uncomfortable for them to play outside in the cold in Philadelphia, but the one thing that the Saints have is Drew Brees, you know, a proven winner, Super Bowl winning quarterback throwing 5,000 yards again this year. There's so little, you know, there's so little substitute for a guy like that. That's like the dream that every team chases, the dream that the Browns have been chasing. Have a quarterback like that, a guy that could put you in a playoff game like this, and you always have a chance. You always have a chance of winning if you've got that guy as your gunslinger. But the thing about the Eagles is, you know, Nick Foles has been amazing. He's really led that team back. Um, 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. I, I think that's right. I mean, that's what I wrote down. Yeah, it almost doesn't yeah. seem real. It is, though. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's the tale of two seasons for Philly. I mean, halfway through the season, we're looking at Chip Kelly and Mike Michael Vick there, and the Eagles are struggling. Eagles are not looking, you know, I mean, the people are going, oh, was Chip Kelly what they thought he was? And then, you know, sometimes the decisions that are made for you are the ones that work out. As we see, Nick Foles was kind of being overlooked there, gets his opportunity, and then, like you said, boom, goes to town. 13 games as a quarterback, 10 as a starter. He went 8-2 and two as the starter, threw 27 touchdowns, just two interceptions. His interception percentage was 0 Point six highest and best in the league. I mean, just amazing. I mean, and, and down the stretch was where he was even strongest. The final couple weeks of the season, while Philly was fighting for their playoffs, he completed 75% of his passes. 
and you see that picture of him on the front page of Sports Illustrated playing out there in the snow. I and mean, he's, he's perfectly <laughs> comfortable there, even though he went to college in Arizona. But, you know, they've really got a lot of momentum on their side. But, again, with the Saints with Drew Brees, it's really going to be tough either way. I've actually got the Saints winning this one 31 to 28 just i'm gonna go just because of breeze really? i think he's gonna somehow get them through but it's it's hard to choose against the eagles especially the way they've been taking care of the ball so well i'm starting to second guess myself right now but as long as they can hang on to the ball and i'm talking about Lashawn mccoy specifically hang on to the ball then they've got a very good chance of winning but i somehow have the gut feeling that the saints are gonna pull this one out see you know what i hear you but i've got a problem with getting past number one the, the difference in how they play at home and on the road with the Saints. But but it's going to be tough either way because the Saints' defense, they have only allowed five touchdowns of 20 or more yards this season. so And that's the big play threat that Philadelphia is known for. They led the NFC 250 plays that they got more than 10 yards on the play. So you've got a big play offense versus a defense that has not – allowed so many big plays but I think back and look at the egg that they laid when they went and played in Seattle I look at some of those bad road performances and as much as I love Drew Brees I mean another 50 5200 yard season just he is he is a phenom at quarterback I'm hard pressed to see how they're going to go on the road especially with what we're dealing with this weekend we keep talking about the weather it's going to be even more than just going outdoors, more than just going up north, but you're going to have some really nasty elements. I don't know. I'm hard pressed to see how the Saints are going to do it. I have to. I have to go with the Eagles, and I'm not a big Eagles fan, but I think that the Eagles play better at home than the Saints play on the road, and I think that's going to be just enough. I think that game has the tendency to be an ugly game as well, as far as just the elements and the defenses getting involved. But I think at the end of the day, I've got the Eagles winning that game by a field goal. I don't really have a score. I just think that the Eagles take that game by about three points. Well, it's going to be a close one. It's just, it might really come down to who runs the ball. As much as we've talked about the quarterback, it might come down to who runs the ball better and literally who hangs on to the slippery ball better. And I mean, you know what, as much as I like Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles, they're, they're not so much they're running backs by definition but they catch a lot of passes out of the backfield i mean they're they're definitely that offense is not a running offense for new orleans even though they've got some good caliber running backs they use them more as receivers out of the backfield LaShawn mccoy a 1,600-yard season this year. I mean, uh, uh, that that's where I think your difference comes in, too. I think the Eagles have more ability to run on the Saints than vice versa coming up this weekend. That's part of what why I think that the Eagles take the game there. And then, of course, the final game, and and to me, this is this is going to be another very good one here. We talked about the Colts unable to sell out the, the game here up until the last few minutes. But Kansas City, Indianapolis, a couple of teams that have turned around their fortunes overnight. A couple of teams that, in my opinion, play a part in why the, a team like the Cleveland Browns makes a snap decision like they did on their coach. Because you see these teams who were down and they turned it around seemingly overnight, even though... It's not as simple as it seems, but this too, another matchup. And I think this may be the most even of the matchups, even though I think Kansas City goes on the road and takes care of the Colts. Really? Well, I'm going to disagree with you big time on Helen J. Rock. This is really the only game that I think is going to be a blowout. And I think it's going to be a blowout in favor of the Colts. Really? The one thing that, yeah, the one thing that really gets me about the Chiefs is, you know, they started off 9-0 and and they finished up 2-5. and 
So that is I true. really look at them as being more of a two and five team than an eleven and five team. They're really not playing as well as they were in the first uh, half. And the Colts are super hot. They've only given up twenty points total in their last three games. So especially with their defense with Robert Mathis just murdering quarterbacks. I think that the Colts really have a lot of momentum, especially on defense. I think they're going to beat the Chiefs pretty bad. You know what? You bring up a lot of good points. I mean, definitely the way Kansas City ended the season, way different than the way they started. And I think we saw when Cleveland went there and played them that there is a formula to beating them. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I necessarily think that the Colts have that formula. You know, I mean, Kansas City has played, Kansas City actually played better on the road this season, just by a game, but they played better on the road this season than they did at home. So they definitely get up for road games there. I, I, I've i got to tell you, I think that they find a way to go against the odds, to buck the traditional wisdom. I think they go to Indianapolis, and I think Kansas City can win this football game, my man. But I know what you're saying. That just the opposite point that I made earlier about the team that comes in with the hot hand. Definitely Indianapolis is playing the best football of the season for them heading into the playoffs. And, and with Kansas City, not that I'm trying to make excuses for the Chiefs, but Part of their struggles down the stretch was injury-related, in my opinion, too. They had several guys down. I mean, you had Justin Houston. You had Dwayne Bow out. He missed the last week of the season. He will be back for this one. They had some offensive line issues. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. Week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a couple of guys that were down. They may not get Eric Fisher back for this game. And Tom Ali as well may not play at linebacker. So couple of linebackers, a couple of offensive linemen, to me, that plays part of it too. If they get those guys back healthy, I think you get closer to the Chiefs team that you saw earlier in the season. But I think we all thought the Chiefs were never as good as a 9-0 and undefeated team either. But they're to me, they're not as bad as the last six or seven weeks of their season would lead you to believe either. I think that's going to be another good game. This is what I mean. I think all of these games are going to be pretty good football games here in this first weekend. Well, for the record, I have the Colts winning that one, 28-17. to 17. But the one thing that I think the Colts also have, and I know the Chiefs have a lot going for them with, you know, the experience that Andy Reid has as a coach and, you know, Jamal Charles with, you know, almost 2,000 yards of total offense. So they've got some stuff going their way. But the thing that really gets me with the Colts is the fact that Andrew Luck was able to make it to the playoffs last year and, you know, get those early playoffs 
experiences out of the yeah. system, get any early jitters out there. So now coming back for his second year, his second time in the playoffs. And this year has been a really good learning curve for him. He's dropped his interceptions from 18 down to just nine. So I think we're really going to start to see, I'm not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to be very, they're going to have a strong showing in this playoffs because I think luck, we're really going to start to see why everybody was so crazy about him and why he was so hyped as the best quarterback just from day one as we were leading up to that college draft. I think Luck's really going to show what he can do, and I think he's going to lead this team uh, big time for the Colts. I hear you. I think I could say the same thing for Alex Smith. I think he brings a steady presence at quarterback to these Chiefs. And it's you know what, though? I mean, to the Chiefs, and maybe this makes the difference, what you talked about with Luck and, and having that experience already and how much – and who knows, this speaks to individual players in their heart, but how much of Kansas City's season is already a success to some of those players and how hungry are they for more? Because that goes into a big part of it too because as you know, if you've got guys sitting around patting themselves on the back for what we've done already, sometimes you lose that little bit of hunger that makes you want to do more down the stretch. So that could play part of it too. I don't know, but I've got the Chiefs winning. That's one place we go opposite. I'm looking through the chat room here, looking at some of the predictions that people got. I see Vashon. Actually, he's got the same, I think it's the same as me. He's got Cincinnati, Philly, Green Bay, and Kansas City winning those games. I got Craig has San Francisco, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and the Saints. So, I mean, you can just see across the board just looking at what other people think that, you know, this is going to be a pretty good weekend for wild card football. And again, the goal that eventually the Cleveland Browns are trying to get to, whether they get there there or not, I don't know. Andrew Howell's got the Eagles to win there. Looking up and down, there's a lot of lot of different comments here. Craig Ashbrook's got the Colts at home, so the Colts win, just like Jeff Gorman. It'll be interesting to see, Jeff, you and I, close on some, off on a few. We'll see here early next week. But as I said, if you're a football fan, it's a fun, exciting weekend. Really, you kick it off tonight with some OSU Buckeyes football and the Orange Bowl and roll right on through to some good, hopefully, some good playoff football games. That's right, and it's funny how you've mentioned a couple of times, it's really, you know, the stuff that dreams are made of as far as the Browns. They look at these teams like, hey, look at how bad the Chiefs were last year, and they're here. We really want to chip Kelly, and look, he's here. You know, it's almost like there's really no quick fix, but it seems like every once in a while you have a team that can make that big miraculous comeback, and the Browns have to think that if they can get just the right players, that they can come back, maybe not all the way to the playoffs next year, but possibly get close. It's, that's one of the great things about the NFL is you don't have situations where teams are always down for 15, 20 years like, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates were, you know, until they finally came back. There's a lot more of a chance to you bounce know, back, and that's what really keeps a lot of people invested in all of the NFL teams. You, you know what, Jeff, though? I do got to jump in and add there that I think that, you know, when you're talking about the Browns and, and the way they look at things, and you say next year, oh, well, maybe they don't get all the way there. I got to tell you that the move that they made when it comes to Chud and the move that they, the way they evaluate the talent on this roster, brother, anything, as far as the front office is concerned, I'm telling you, anything short of a playoff season next year is not a success in their mind. I think, I honestly believe that this, this front office, and look, I think they're more talented than a lot of people give them credit for, but. You know, I think this front office definitely has a problem evaluating its own decisions, which doesn't, you know, that that comes back to bite you down the road. But I think you're wrong. I don't think just being better next year is good enough. And I'm not speaking as a fan or I'm not speaking as our thoughts. I'm just telling you with the move that they made, 
they put up a big sign that good enough is not good enough next year. Obviously, they think that the right coach and the right offseason is going to put them there. And I think if they don't, heads are going to roll again. I think that the die is cast with the patience level of this front office. Now, I don't think that I don't think that you'll see another coach in another year, but I think that a year and a half from now, if this plan has not gone right, they're all shipped out, and Jimmy Haslam's looking for somebody else to run his football team. Well, they've got five pro bowlers, possibly six, if somebody gets hurt and TJ Ward gets in there. They've got all these draft picks. You really, there's a lot of toys that somebody can come in and play with. So I like the fact that they, that they are that ambitious. I'd rather have them do that than slog through a five-year plan, you know? I guess. I'll put this to you, though, Jeff Gorman. Do you think three weeks after me inviting you on the show, if I would have told you it wasn't working out, that I gave you enough of a chance to uh, get comfortable on the radio? Or, or did it seem like I shafted you a little bit? I would say that wasn't much of a chance, but I would yeah, know going right. in, hey, that's showbiz. Sometimes you only get one chance. Oh, come on. You're totally <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. Jeff Gorman, hey, good talking playoffs. Man, it was an extended segment, but I don't care. It's a Friday. It's playoff weekend, and we dove into it. Thank you so much. And you know what? We didn't even really get a chance to talk about it. Let's do Tuesday. Let's put on your Indians 101 cap. Let's talk about some Indian stuff. We're hearing that they may post a bid for Tanaka. So let's talk about some Indians moves. Maybe we'll see where things stand there. And you and I will catch up on the Indian side of the ball on Tuesday. Sounds like a lot of fun. I personally can't wait. Absolutely. Jeff Gorman, check him out on Browns and Indians 101.com. And of course, that's not all one word. That's Browns 101.com and Indians 101.com. But Jeff, thank you so much, my man. You have a good one. Thank you, J-Rock. You too. You got it. Jeff Gorman, Browns101.com. He'll be with us on Tuesday talking tribe. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber magazine, if he's still if he's still waiting for us. This show's gone totally off the rails, but I love it. That's what we do, baby. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we got some news. Then we got Ryan Ruiz. We've still got to talk Vikings, Cavs, Monsters. Mick Foley tickets. We gave those away a little bit earlier. We'll tell you more about how you can win some more. All of that and more coming up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Fix. The Sports Fix. Your choice for intelligent talk. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Intelligent talk. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. These guys must be on the wrong station. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm terrible. Get them away. Hey, boo. Boo. The Sports Fix. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you the Sports Fix. Proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in. And Quick Lane at Valley Ford 
Ford truck is one of those places. Whether you've got a truck, car, van, commercial vehicle, big or small, it doesn't matter. They'll fix them all. They're the home of the low price tire guarantee. Find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else, and they'll match the price guaranteed, no questions asked, no matter what it is. Hey, and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues. People need to get to school, to work, to daycare. All those things need to get done, and the car needs to get fixed, and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you. Check them out, quicklane.com slash Truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. The Sports Fix will be live at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead for each and every Cleveland Browns game. So come on out and join in the fun. Go Browns! You love Cleveland, and you already know how much we love Cleveland. You know who else loves Cleveland? GV Art and Design. Everyday fans, you and I wear our pride on our sleeves. Now, you can wear your pride on your chest. GV Art and Design has one of the hottest Cleveland sporting lines. Whether it's their Cleveland that I love design, or perhaps it's the Superman birthplace of a hero line of team-themed designs. Whether you're a fan of the Indians or Browns, the Lake Erie Monsters or the CSU Vikings, the Cleveland Cavaliers, or just Cleveland in general, GV Art Design has a logo, design, or style for you. Sports Fix listeners, as a special treat, every time you make a purchase from GV Art and Design, use the sales code FIX and save 10% on your total purchase. Log on right now to GVArtwork.com, check out all of their fantastic designs, and don't forget, use the sales code FIX to save 10% on your total purchase. Follow GVArtwork.com on Facebook, and remember, GV Art and Design, it's not just a shirt, it's a statement. Sports Fix listeners, do you tweet? So do we. So tweet with us 24-7 at the Sports Fix CLE. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. I'm Tyler Zeller from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. News break. Good morning, I'm Bob Picozzi. He's been a player, assistant coach, or head coach for the franchise for the last 32 years. But will Hall of Fame guard Mike Munchak be back to coach the Titans next season? His fate will likely be determined today in a meeting with Tennessee President and CEO Tommy Smith, according to ESPN's Chris Mortensen. And ESPN's John Clayton is reporting that the Redskins are interviewing today Cowboys assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Rich Basaccia for the head coaching vacancy in Washington. He tweaked Nick Saban last spring when he said that half of the teams in the SEC have never won anything. Last night in New Orleans, Bob Stoops did more than tweak Saban. His Oklahoma Sooners forced five turnovers in a 45-31 win over Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide in the Sugar Bowl. We played how we expected to play, to be quite honest. And, and again, I, you heard me start off by I've got the absolute most respect, utmost respect for, for Alabama. But, you know, we're... We have a lot of confidence in what we do, too. Oklahoma finished 11-2. It will be Ohio State tonight taking on Clemson in the Orange Bowl. 8 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and ESPN HD. 
Now Wendy's has two new ways to light your fire for just 99 cents. The new spicy Chipotle crispy chicken and spicy Chipotle junior cheeseburger sandwiches with pepper jack cheese, zesty jalapenos, and spicy Chipotle sauce. For limited time only, prices and participation may vary. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. And there's no truth to the rumor that Ryan Ruiz used to get up before 7, but now he gets up around 11 because of Mr. Brown's, I mean, Mr. Brownstone. But welcome back to the show. J-Rock with you, and we are getting ready to, as I said, having some fun here. Going to talk to my man Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber in just a minute. Just found out that apparently we are now, I don't even know what this is, but apparently the Sports Fix is now on Pinterest. So that must be a thing, and I guess a lot of you social media people are into that thing. So I'm going to learn what it is, but my man Ron Graham has hooked us up and put one of those together. So if that pin thing is your thing, we're now on there, so you can pin us away. Pin the tail on the donkey. Just don't just don't pin me with anything. I don't like to get color without getting paid for it. Welcome back to the show. Getting ready to go to the phone lines, and we're going to take your calls again here in a minute. But right now, we're going to talk to Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber Digital Magazine. As you know, Ryan's with us during the season, giving us his take on how the Browns can win each week and his three dog bones to a potential Cleveland Browns victory. Well, that's out the window. So now we're going to shift gears this week. We're going to talk to Ryan, and he not only does he have his three dog bones to a successful off season for the Cleveland Browns, but he wrote a pretty good article this week that I want to talk to him about too. After everything went down with Chud and being released in the Browns and just pretty much doing the "this is how I feel" on behalf of Browns fans thing, which Ryan does so well because, as we say, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Let's talk to him about both of those things right now. Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber. Happy New Year, my man. How you doing? J Rock. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. How's it going? Going good. Uh, just, uh, just getting into 2014. Uh, like you said, that article that article raised a lot of uh, a lot of eyebrows when I uh, published it. So, talk to me a little bit about that article. Let's talk about that first off. Obviously, what got you fired up? I know things went down at the end of the season here. Since the last time we talked, a lot has changed, and obviously, Coach Chud no longer has the coach in front of his name. He's just Mister Chud now, Mister Ten Million Dollars Richer, by the way, too. But he is now just Mister Chud again. Rob Chudzinski, he's back to buying tickets. Good thing the Browns gave him a ten million dollar head start on those season tickets. But let's talk about it. How your reaction to that? is obviously what led to you putting that article together. It's just, you know, I, I was like, like you said, I was trying to speak for Browns fans or the ones that I was talking to. And, and it just, it just bothers me that, that we just keep on getting the same run around. And, you know, it's not up for debate whether or not it was the wrong move to fire shot after one season. What's up for debate is that you pitched us this. You guys were the ones that told us it. You were the ones that told us to buy into it. You are the ones that handpicked this guy after, you know, after the whole Chip Kelly debacle, and then all of a sudden, you're the one, and you're the ones that told us about. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. How the Steelers organization only had three coaches, and, and you know this is how we're going to model our organization, and then all of a sudden, you're right back in the same spot that you were in you know, when you took over, and it's just, I mean... A, a, a season in the life of a Cleveland Browns fan, J-Rock. No, absolutely, you know. And you know what? One thing, all seriousness aside, now, I totally, I, I get everybody's got different opinions on this thing and how it went down and all of that. But one thing that I did find comical, and you know what? People joke, Bruce gives you a hard time in the chat room. People joke about the Kool-Aid because of the dog bones. And I, 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 I keep trying to explain to people that you, your job, was to come on the air each and every week and not predict the game. Your job was to say, if the Browns are going to win this game, here's how. That's it. You're simply giving a scouting report. Some people didn't take that the right way. But, you know, looking at, at that, we joke and talk about people drink the Kool-Aid, and, you you know, you, we joke about you having the Browns IV with the Kool-Aid. But here's the definition of Kool-Aid to me, and that is some of the people who – were saying the same things as you on Monday, and the next day, after they got a chance to listen to Cleveland Browns Daily and after they got a chance to go read the posts from the Browns on Facebook and Twitter, all of a sudden those same people were like, nope, nope, these guys know what they're doing. Yep, nope, Chud was a dud. They had to fire him. I wish they would have done it six months ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yesterday you were up in arms, burning your tickets, not because of Chud, because of the stupidity of the situation in general. That is drinking the Kool-Aid, my man. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, J-Rock. You know, there's a lot of fans that, uh, you know, felt one way than the, that day, the, that Sunday, and then Monday everything was fine again. And that and that's their choice. That's their choice. As of Browns course. Fans. That's just, the fun of being a fan, man, you know? Yeah, but uh, I just, uh, you know, I've been in sales a long time, and, uh, you know, I, I saw right through the snake oil salesman when I was watching that press conference. <laughs> and, and like, and like uh, Vashon and like all the other guys in the chat room, I went back and I watched that press conference uh, a couple times and just tried to see some mannerisms, tried to pull some things out of, of uh, tried to read between the lines. And in the article that, uh, that we did for the three dog bones, uh, I went back and I looked at the press conference from December 31st, 2000. Uh, Twelve, and there's some uh, there's some very telling things in that press conference. No, absolutely. I thought outside of the coach, I've already mentioned it a couple of times since Monday. I thought the most telling thing outside of what involved the coach was the question asked about the free agency, and it was a it was a very fair question the way it was asked. They didn't, and I can't remember if it was Tony. I can't remember who it was that asked in the presser, but the question was your free agency and your basically your punting of the draft with the exception of you know a couple of picks you basically punted your draft off until next year and you did make some some free agent signings but you missed more than you hit and I'm paraphrasing the actual question but it was basically you had a sketchy you know uh, performance in free agency this year and instantly it was defensiveness that's usually the sign of a problem people sometimes listen 
to the wrong parts of things. To me, the instant the the question was asked, when Joe Banner said, well, I disagree. I think that at the end of the year, when you stack our free agent signings up with everybody else's, that we did just fine. We did as good or better than anybody else and, and blah, blah, blah. And that is the scary part. Forget firing the coach, even though that's scary to me, letting him go that quick. That scariest to me is the fact that, to me, an honest guy goes, you know what? We could have done a little bit better in free agency. We still like the guys that we got. Even the Indians, look at the way they addressed it. it and it wasn't as bad, but it was. you could kind of compare, you know, Swisher and Bourne having down seasons. But the Indians acknowledged that at the end of the season. They said, hey, one of the big things that we need next year is a better season out of Swisher and out of Bourne. So... Very, very easily, Joe Banner could have said, you're right, we we had a down year out of Devon Best. We had a, we didn't get the production we were hoping for out of Paul Kruger. We're still happy with these guys. They're going to be on our team next year, but we do need more out of them. Instead, it was that instant defensive reaction like, wait a minute, we think we stack up with everybody else. That's scary because that defensiveness leads to an inability to evaluate yourself. And that's, you can't have that. It doesn't matter if it's a football team, if it's the sports fix, if it's the inscriber, if it's whatever anybody does for a living. You have to have self-evaluation and awareness. If you don't, you're dead. You know, J-Rock, that's a great point that you bring that up because, you know, Joe Banner is bullheaded. And at that point in the uh, uh, in the press conference, the, the last press conference, you saw Jimmy Haslam's uh, body language kind of, that oh, team, yeah. like, take defense. and They got mad. Know, they got, they mad got mad that people were assaulting them with questions about their actions. And, again, they got defensive yet again. And and that's why, I, that's why I went out of my realm, and I really attacked them. That letter was comical, and it was yeah, inspired it was. by Mike Polk's uh, videos that he likes to put on. But at the same time, it was nothing but the truth. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are reading. There's a lot of people, a lot of Browns fans that read my writing, and I write based off of facts. And everything that I wrote about was based off of facts in that in that article. And and if you want to go back and you want to run down these free agents that you guys say that that uh, were so great, Joe Banner. Well, let's run them down. I mean, Desmond Bryant. What what did he do? He had a deep. I think Desmond Bryant probably had the best season out of everybody. No doubt. Would you agree no with doubt. that? That's your that's your number one to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best pick uh, pickup you made in free agency. And in the, what's cool about, or um, I guess not so cool from the Browns' perspective, is a lot of people really underlooked that one. Remember when he was signed? A lot of people said, "Well, we already have a strong front line. Why would we? Why would we waste a pick and waste the money on this guy? Plus, he just got in trouble and he got the mug shot in the news. But you know what? He turned out to really be a key. And I, I think that not giving excuses to the defense, but I said it to you the last few weeks of the season. I thought when he came out, and when even when he was a lesser version of himself with his health issues, them last few weeks that he played, I said, man." He makes a difference in this defense. So I think that when you looked at the run defense the last couple weeks, remember how those last few weeks teams were finally starting to really start to run the ball on the Browns. You can't not tie the loss of Desmond Bryant into that because he was clearly a big part of the run stop up front. No, that's a great point. And, you know, I think when when we were doing – when I was doing the coverage of of the free agents – I think the Browns signed, I want to say, 13 or 14 free agents altogether. Now, all of them didn't make the team. I remember he had the couple, the putter in there, and he had a kick. He had the Bogate. But, uh, David Nelson. You know, they're, they're, 
yeah, David Nelson, but uh, you know, let's let's keep on running them down, J. Rock. Chris Owens, what did you do? Well, now you're a Miami Dolphin, I think, right? Uh, I mean, Paul Kruger, what did he have? Five and a half sacks, five sacks. I mean, he was coming off a Super Bowl year where he had nine and a half sacks, nine or nine ten sacks. So it's like, what did you do, Kruger? Uh, Gary Barnage. I mean, the the majority of the tight the majority of the tight end work went to Jordan Cameron, who. Who, uh, who I always believed in, and I, I always liked that of USC. And now, now I got to tell bowler. you, let me jump in there, George. Uh, when you're talking about Gary Barnage, he wasn't a very expensive pickup, in my opinion. I like him. He actually is an un- underappreciated one because I thought that he stepped up as the season went on. He came up with some good catches down the stretch, but I thought that he showed the ability to perhaps be a backup tight end going forward. I don't know if he will go forward with the team, but I didn't have the biggest problem with Gary Barnage. I thought that. I actually thought that he improved throughout the season, and I, I kind of like what he brings to the table as a backup. I mean, he's he's a replaceable piece, but I don't have the biggest problem with him. But go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. I just thought it, it, for Joe Banner and, and Jimmy Haslam to sit there and defend him and say, well, we hit every one oh, yeah. of our, our uh, free agents and the A-plus and you know grades across uh, great grades across the board on the free agents, I beg to differ. You, you just – you didn't hit, and you you sure as hell didn't hit on the draft. I mean, in my uh, in my rant, I went on to say, I mean, Barcavis Mingo really, 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 really died off at the end. I mean, it, it was obvious that he he's not uh, he's not heavy enough, and he and he only has one move, kind of like Cameron Wimber, Wimbley had, and uh, he's got some work to do. Do I? I don't think Barcavis is a bust. I mean, he still had five stacks. I don't but, either. I think he's going to be just fine. I'll be honest with you. I think that, and I think if you put another pass rusher opposite him, I think that he could be a combo piece that that really opens things up. But real quick, I want to step back to Barnage. Vashon's got a great point in the chat room, and you know what? That's something that I would consider. He's got a great idea. Why not think about moving Cameron to one of the wide wide receiver positions? And and Barnage blocks very well. Barnage he did a lot of the small things that. Cameron doesn't do. That's one of the reasons I liked him and said that I thought that he he really uh, made a place for himself as the season went on. That's not a bad idea there either. Even if you technically consider Cameron a tight end, split him out and basically utilize him more as a receiver, then his weaknesses really start to be diminished because if he doesn't have as much blocking assignments and if he doesn't have as much of the, the tight end part and he's more focused on pass catching and taking advantage of matchups with linebackers and things like that, then maybe you've got a real hybrid type weapon there. And Gary Barnage most definitely could step in and be your actual effective tight end. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of an idea. I don't know if the Browns and whoever, I guess it depends on their coaching and what, what philosophies they have, but that would be a move that would show me a forward thinking type coach right there. Because that, that to me, I like the idea that, you know, I don't know, the practicalities of making Jordan Cameron a wide receiver, but then there's some intriguing thoughts there because he does create matchup problems, and that would eliminate his deficiencies as a tight end. I agree at one thousand percent. Sean's a huge believer in mismatches. I can absolutely. Go back, That's what the uh, game's built I on. Go back, yeah, I could go back uh, two years ago when uh, I was calling for the same type of thing. I would I would be watching the game, whether either at First Energy or at home, and I would say, why don't we split Cameron? And this was in the Pat Shermer years. 
why don't we yeah. split Cameron out on a back shoulder fade or, or, or something over the top? And we never did. We never, in fact, Benjamin Watson got the majority of the reps because Cameron wasn't a starter. But uh, I, I agree. I mean, if you could convert Cameron into that hybrid receiver tight end, that's a hell of an idea. I mean, think about that. And and the best part is it makes him even more effective and it also takes away the few things that make him a liability in certain coaches' minds and in certain people's minds because there are things, obviously, blocking. And like Vashon said, that he's getting chipped once or twice coming off, then still being covered like that. And he even said he was having trouble in the middle part of the season getting off those blocks, getting off those chips and getting himself open. Man, you really – I mean, just think about that. You add a second – wide receiver, a speedster type wide receiver there, mix Jordan Cameron into there, have a legit tight end, all of a sudden, man, you've got a a hybrid offense that has a lot of mismatches and you can move those pieces around and take advantage because like you said, you said Vashon likes mismatches, but that's what that's what the world that's what the NFL is built on, man. I mean you don't have to have a better team. You have to have better matchups at the key positions. Sure, and J-Rock, think about what you're saying. You know, we're so down on the Browns and, and, and another firing and another coaching turnover, but think about what you just said. You could have a great hybrid offense. I really, really think that if we had solid quarterback play, and I'm going to give you guys some numbers here in a, in a little bit on the quarterbacks this year, but uh, I think you would have been a much better team. There had to have been. There just had to have been two or three more wins there. If you had well, I got to be honest with you, though. Play. I think that if this – I think that if this whole, I don't know if you want to say Chud in particular or just the coaching staff in general, I think that if they were simply coaching for immediate results, I think you would have seen a lot of things done differently. Now, that's their fault. I'm going to say, like you said at the beginning, hey, you only, or like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jeff Gorman said last time when I said, well, hey, what if I gave you three weeks and then said, well, it's not working out. You're not catching up. He'd go, well, I knew that going in. They did know going in that you got to win games. But what I'm saying is if they weren't under the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, let's build for the future, I think there would have been a lot of things done differently because at that point you're doing what you want. And I've said that about Chud. Whatever you think about him, when he goes somewhere else, whether it's as a head coach or whatever, if he ever does coach somewhere else, I can guarantee you the one lesson he learned from Cleveland is I'm going to get fired anyway. I'm doing it my own way. I'm going to do it my way. And if you're still going to fire me, at least I did it my way. I'm not going to get fired for doing it your way and then being hung out to dry. I think that he definitely learned that lesson, but I, I agree with you. I think that that somebody, and then that, that comes with, you know, being creative, looking at the pieces that you have, and knowing how to how to utilize them the best, not just not just generic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, J Rock. And you know, just to finish up on the free agents, let's 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 hit two more free agents. Let's hit uh, Devon Best. We all know about Best. Uh, double digit drops, I believe, and who knows what the heck happened to him uh, at the end of the season? He just all of a sudden wasn't with the team anymore. I mean, did he sleep with the players' coach's wife, or I mean, what's going on? You know, and then Quentin Groves. Let's uh, let's let's talk about Quentin Groves. I mean, this guy gets in a big, huge sex scandal. You know what? Uh, now that's one that I'll give him. Though, hey, you know what? Though, let's be honest. I will give the Browns that one. I think that that one, and I agree with Joe Banner. That's one that he said he thinks that's going to turn out to be a good one, and I agree. I think when when Quentin Groves played. There was some more effectiveness out of the defense when he was out there. I thought his injury was unfortunate for them. I agree. 
the whole prostitute thing, obviously that's embarrassing at the beginning, you know, right when you get signed by a team. I'm staying off of that, though, and just talking about on the field. I think until he got hurt, I mean, he got hurt early and came back and was able to play and then went down again. I like Quentin Groves. He's not a... He's not a, a superstar, but I think he's a good piece to your defense. Now, that's one where I'd give him a, I'll take that guy. You know what I mean? At the same time, just based off of facts and what you said, he didn't play enough. He didn't. He did not uh, start 16, or he did not play in 16 games. You're when right. he was on the field, he, he did have an impact, yes. You're right. I think he had four sacks, maybe three and a half, four and a half sacks, somewhere around there. I mean, it seemed like the time that he played and was healthy, he was – in a lot of plays, he was he was involved in a lot. He was all over the place. And I think that he, you know what? Don't underlook this aspect of it, too. He was a second coach on the field for Ray Horton just because he came from the defense. So he Arizona, really, I think, yeah. I think he did a lot to help transition those players into, into playing that defense early. Look at the loss of Groves and, and Des Bryant. And the difference in that defense down the stretch without those two, I think that those two played bigger roles than people gave them credit for in the defense. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, again, they were two free agents out of the, uh, the, the out 12 of 15. or 13 yeah, yeah. free agents that uh, if you want to say they hit on, then they hit on. But Groves didn't play the whole season, so nope. he, he almost gets an incomplete for me. There you go. Yep. So... And that's what I'm saying. So, and and not being able to do the conversation that we just had right here is what scares me about the front office there. Not being able to just objectively evaluate your talent because I'm pretty sure the stuff that we just said, pretty much anybody who's watched all 16 games this year would, you know, agree with most of that when it comes to these guys. As far as the free agent signings, you know, Paul Absolutely. Kruger is the one that Paul Kruger is the one that I'm telling you that is is the head-scratcher to me just in the simple amount of money because literally last offseason when we were doing free agency stuff and getting ready, one of the things that, that everybody, every whether it was a website, a newspaper, our show, other people's radio shows, the, the one thing everybody talks about during free agency is avoiding the Super Bowl hangover guys, avoiding the guys who made that run through the playoffs, that Larry Brown contract. And that's exactly what Kruger got from the Cleveland Browns. Now, I I don't mind Paul Kruger. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not a game changer. He's not a playmaker, and he is not the force that they thought he was until you put somebody on the other side. Now, I do agree that maybe, and this is part of planning for 2014 that they don't want to admit to, you develop Mingo, you develop somebody, what Sheard developed to all this, whoever it is, you get him a Suggs type on the other side. You get him somebody to open him up, then maybe you get more out of him. But I think I think that was one of the things that he was missing was having somebody that wreaked havoc on the other side of the field that opened him up. He did play well in run defense, but that's not, that's not a big... Uh, glaring thing nobody sees that and that's not what you paid him all that money for there's a lot of guys you could have put there to just stop the run you know and Jarek that's a great point too that's a great statement and that reminds me that there's been rumors floating around this week about Jim Schwartz coming over as a defensive coordinator now nothing is set in stone but Schwartz is a three is a four three guy so does that mean that 
Are we oh, I know. From, are we going to switch back to a four three again? It's and this is this is what really, you know, by doing another coaching turnover and the possibilities of changing offensive schemes from going to West Coast offense to to the vertical attack, which I got some things to say about that, and to going to uh, to a three four with with hybrid linebackers like Barkevis Mingo drafted, you know, in the, with the sixth pick. To now going back to a four three. Well, now what pieces do you have to fit in there? And it's just, it's just the same You know same what? Thing I talked about that. I talked about that on Monday. That scares me a lot because you're not that. That's it, it, abandoning what you just did earlier. I mean, I know they already did that with the coach, but to make that switch back there, that's terrible. It's bad enough that these guys have done it every couple of years. The Browns switching back three four four three three four four three now. To do it now, though, yeah, that's terrible. You can't. And and that's what scares me because I've heard the same thing about Schwartz and possibly coming in with McDaniels as the defensive coordinator maybe and some some different things. And I'm like, you, there's no way these guys could bring in a guy who's going to switch the defense, not just because of the, the work that they did to, to switch it already, but you just sat here in the same time that you sold us on Chud. You sat here and explained about how your ideal offense – is the attacking offense, and your ideal defense is this 3-4 hybrid attacking defense. So now, if you switch gears, you're literally saying, we really don't know what we're talking about because we're now going back on the thing that we told you, regardless of the coach, this is the type of system that we're going to play. Now you're changing your system, too. I, I know we're jumping the gun because they haven't switched it yet, but when you start hearing about coaches coming in who run the 4-3, you go... You can't possibly do that because now you're just digging the hole even deeper. And now it really is turning into a clown show. And again, that this is what this is why it prompted that article. It's like you told us one thing. You you told us you picked up a distraught franchise who was really not happy with Pat Shermer and just didn't like his conservative style. And you told us that this is the way it was gonna be and this is the way it was this is this and this is that and this is this. And then all of a sudden you don't you don't buy into what you just told us. And it, and I got to jump like, in. I got to jump in real quick since we're nailing the Browns right now. This angers me. I just now, at a few minutes ago, I refreshed my email here, and I have an email from our beloved Cleveland Browns as we speak, and they have the gall. Listen, man, like sometimes when things are bad, the best thing to do is be quiet. Shut up. Go stand in the hole, go in the cave, and let let things calm down. These guys can't do that. They just sent out a press release, which means they sent it to everybody in the media. Headline, Browns lead NFL with five Pro Bowl selections. All, all, all pro selections. I'm sorry, all pro selections. This is the headline of the email that the Cleveland Browns just sent out to the media. Browns lead NFL with five all-pro selections, and it touts, obviously, the guys we've already talked about. We're talking Josh Gordon, Joe Thomas, Joe Hayden, Alex Mack, and TJ Ward, all named to the Associated Press 2013 All-NFL team. But now is not the time to send out a press release and talk about anything like this. I mean, because this this comes across like, like my house is burning down, but I'm sitting out in front on my phone and I don't even notice it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm playing Candy Crush and I don't even notice that the house is burning down. Yeah, J Rock. Let me chime in here because uh, I know a lot of people feel the same way. 
Browns do have five Pro Bowlers, possibly six, but there are there are some questionable names in there. If you watch Joe Thomas this year, I love Joe Thomas to death. Loved him when we drafted him. Loved the fact that he's a blue collar fisherman. But at the same time, he didn't deserve to go to the Pro Bowl this year. I disagree. And, uh, I disagree. I can counter that though. I I understand Joe Thomas may not have had. The season that you expect Joe Thomas to have, but Vashon and I have had this conversation as well. And I could, if I could pull up the paper that I had with the stats, actually Joe Thomas's season was on par for the average of his career. He gave up three sacks this season. He played all sixteen games. He gave up three sacks, nine penalties in the entire season. Um, every season before, he's averaged seven, eight, six, somewhere in that area. So maybe you could say he committed one or two more penalties. I also checked on his rushing, you know, everything, all I'm saying is all of his measurables were as good or equal to what he's done in his career. I, I actually, I know it seems like maybe I'm, you know, well, that can't be right, but because I was looking to see how, how off of a season Joe Thomas had. In all the measurable categories, it's not very different than what he's had, and it's still top three at his position across the NFL. So it's really not – I think that that's kind of overstated that Joe Thomas has just dropped off the, the face of the planet like that because really, while it may be a step down from what you expect from him, it's still at the top of the league, man. Yeah, you know, J-Rock, if you did, by looking up those stats, again, I believe in numbers, and numbers don't lie. At the same well, time, numbers can just, lie. No, no, no. It, numbers can fool you. That's for sure. Trust me. It, Ray Horton it, will tell you that his defense was top 10 this year. Sure. If you go back and you look at the DVR and you watch the games and you see the, the penalty, those nine penalties they had, it's just, they were always, uh, they were always blown up because they had always, it seemed like when I was watching, it was always at times that were very important in the game and they were really emphasized. So, I, you know, like I said, I love Joe Thomas. I'm not going to argue that. I, I just didn't think he had a Pro Bowl year just based off of watching <laughs> film. Not I got to love Rod Grab. I got to interrupt you. I got to love Rod Grab. He's running our Twitter account. I'm one of these days. I'm gonna be walking through the mall and I'm just gonna get put up against the wall by a guy like Paul Kruger going, "Hey, why don't you like me, man?" No, I'm just kidding. He's 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 tweeting out everything that I'm saying. He's tweeting them and tagging them, which I'm fine. Hey, I don't back down from nothing I say. But you know, he tweets Paul Kruger. Hey, why did we pay a lot of money for you? You're not a game changer, you know. And I'm like. Hey, Paul Kruger, how you doing, man? He's a rather large man, you know, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He just trolled the Browns. He's he, he said, Browns, we're happy that you got Pro Bowls, but the roof is on fire for crying out loud. So you got to love it. You got to love our Twitter account during the show is a hell of a lot of fun to follow just because of Ron Graham, because he just takes everything that I say and ships it out around the world. I love it. Thank you, Ron. Anyways. All right, Ryan. Yeah. Let's get down to business. You do the dog bones. That's your business. And off season's coming. Let's set the stage. What do you have? Three dog bones for this Browns regime to get this off season right. All right, let's do it, J Rock. I got my three dog bones. I published it yesterday. It's got over thirteen hundred views. Uh, I didn't even share it on many Browns groups, so uh, fans seem to uh, like it. Um, Dog bone number, and you know, these are obvious dog bones. I came up with obvious dog bones, but I'm going to back everything up that I say, okay? Uh, dog do bone it. number one is find a head coach again. Although I was very vocal about the firing of Chud just after one season, you have to wonder what would have happened if Chud didn't produce in 2014. 
and he only won five or six games again. On the flip side, what if there would have been a dramatic increase in victories? Uh, this is where finding trust in Joe Banner in the front office is hard to swallow. Regardless, the Browns must find a head coach, preferably with NFL head coaching experience. At this point, I've always wanted, J-Rock, I've always wanted a Cleveland head coach that's no-nonsense and a fiery, I'm saying post-99, post-99, I wanted a guy that's no-nonsense, a fiery guy like myself that isn't afraid to, to hit somebody on the, on the bottom after they make a play or, 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 you know, jump up or, you know, do something to, to show uh, some emotion and uh, that can take this team to the, to the next level because I believe this is a talented team, and if you've got a no-nonsense, no fiery guy, I believe they can go to the next level. For years, the Browns, have, the Browns fans have wanted to see, again, the, uh, the passion the, the same passion that they show cheering, they want to see that on the field from the coach. The Cleveland faithful got a glimpse of that in Chudzinski, but I don't believe that it ever came into full fruition. Chud was living a life, lifetime dream, and at times he kind of looked overmatched by opposing head coaches. You know, Browns fans do not want it. From everything I can see, uh, Browns fans don't want another assistant coach, or an offense coordinator, defense coordinator. They've been there, done that. Some fans don't even want another college head coach, but I do like the uh, the Stoops uh, thing that came out yesterday. But the fact of the matter is, this is a possibility. Find a head coach again is dog bone number one. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Let me let me uh, say, no matter what the case is, J Rock, this next coach must be the Browns' head coach that'll still be coaching the Cleveland Browns ten years from now. That's that's the ultimate goal. Because if you do that, then you're gonna win. So I agree with number you one hundred percent. And I gotta jump in real quick as we we just keep getting comments, you know, keep coming in through our pages and stuff. And I've just now determined that the Browns fans, while they they don't want it, they don't want a head coach. I I've honestly figured it out. Every post I'm scrolling through while you're talking because I wanted to read some of these. Whether it's Stoops, McDaniel's, whether it's anybody, it doesn't matter if you're talking Gruden. Every name that's on our one of our posts that says, "Hey, what do you think about this guy?" Every one of them says, nope, I don't want him. Nope, I don't want him. And it's the same people. So I've determined that while the Browns do want a new head coach, they don't actually want anybody to be the head coach. They have, they don't want any of the people that have been named. So I don't know. I think that maybe, maybe the Browns should just have a no head coach. Maybe, you know what? Let's, let's be visionaries. Let's try to do something different. Maybe let's go ahead with no head coach, or maybe we can have like a, a group head coach. I just, I'm joking, but I think it's funny that every one of these threads, the same people are going, no, I don't want him either. Nope. I don't want him. I don't want him either. So (laughs) nobody's bowled over by any candidate whatsoever. I hear what you're saying, J-Rock. Everybody is opinionated, including myself, but you know, you might be onto something here. Coaching by committee. You take the mixed for chat room, <laughs> you and me, and uh, I promise you I'll work my tail off and, and we'll, we'll get things right. But uh, you're right. Everybody has their opinion and, and no right. It, no matter what happens, it's going to be either a college head, co- head coach, former college, former college head coach. It's going to be a former a, a offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator or an NFL coach. Those are your three options. So it's going to be one of those. And again, dog bone number one, let's find a head coach again. 
But it may not Let's be. Dog- it may it may not be. They may hey, look, there might be a high school coach out there that nobody's heard of that's been on Joe Banner's list of people that he's wanted to work with since like the eighth grade. So really, let's leave no stone unturned. Anyways, dog bone number two. Dog bone number two. I'm missing my bark, so I'll do it. Uh earn back the earn back the distraught, disgusted fan base. The distraught and disgusted fan fan base. I've got a quote for you guys. On December 31st, 2012, Haslam and Banner said a lot of things to the Cleveland media and the fan base and the press in, the, in his press conference talking about the search for the next head coach, which became Rob Chudzicki, as we all know. Here are two quotes that stand out that I pulled from, from that press conference. The quote was uh, regarding on how he and Banner's impatient personalities are to mesh with giving the new head coach two to three years to get the job done. Haslam says, I think it's a balancing act, and we are very impatient. But we've said numerous times, Joe used the word sustainable. That's a good word. We want to put together a team that has a sustainable, measurable progress. I think everybody in this room will know next year and the year after that if we're making progress or not. Our goal is to create a consistent winning team. There are lots of examples of that in the NFL, and if we don't, if, if we don't know what it is, these two guys up here, it, it's our fault. But I think we can do it. To me, J-Rock, this statement made over a year ago backs up their actions that shocked everyone on Sunday night. So that that's the one quote. The other quote is on the, on if the team has the personnel to be a playoff team next year, meaning in 2013. It might be a little unfair to put that pressure on, the new, on that new coach already. Let's face it, the way the NFL operates, this is no relative parity, and you can turn things around quickly. You're looking to you're looking at two of the most impatient people in the world up here on stage. But I'll reiterate what I said: the key is to get it right. We're good where we're good over a long period of time, and where people expect the Cleveland Browns to be in the playoffs every year. We want to still be preparing for games in January and not packing up and sending everybody home. That's the goal to do it that way. So in a way, out of those two quotes, the writing was on the wall in those two statements. Heads were going to fly if solid production and encouraging progress was not seen. You know, some fans see this firing as a here we go again in a negative mind frame, and others see it in a positive note like you mentioned earlier. Like on Monday they were like, oh, it's okay now. And, uh, and they see it as if they stopped the train wreck before it could happen. Whether you believe it's their choice uh, whether you believe either of them is your choice. However, one thing is for certain, despite another coaching turnover, the 2014 now J-Rock, the 2014 season now J-Rock, isn't a rebuild. It's make the playoffs. The idea of getting seven or eight wins as, as progress isn't, isn't happening. 2014 is no matter who comes in, it's make the playoffs. Winning cures everything in this fired-up fan base in Cleveland with all sports. And that's what I think needs to happen all around. The Browns must win, win back the fan base with every move they make from here on out to finding the right head coach, to landing the perfect franchise quarterback, to having a phenomenal, memorable, and productive draft with the 10 picks that they have, to using the 40-something million dollars that they're under the salary cap to sign and re-sign important free agents. And, and and sign important free agents that make an immediate impact too. Haslam and Banner and 
and Haslam Banner and Lombardi have now put themselves under the microscope more so than they already were, J-Rock. They must prove to the orange and brown bleeders like myself and everybody else out there that they have a successful plan and they know what they're doing. If they do not, the consequences could be fatal to the Cleveland Browns fan base they speak so highly of. And that's dog ball number two is win back this fan base because they are more distraught than they were before they hired Chudzinski. I got to tell you, man, I mean, we're going to watch and see all of us for ourselves. But as you say that, I'm sitting here going, okay, I could even say maybe they'll get a few of those right. But you are you are really crossing your fingers and asking a lot. When you think of that list that you just gave, you got to get the coach right. You got to get the draft right. You got to get the free agents right. You got to get all of it right, man. We'll yeah, see one if they're up for the that. game. We'll see if they're up for it, man. But, uh, you know, thus far, hey, actions talk. We'll see, my brother. We'll see. And you know what? The Browns, real quick, the Browns got what they wanted. I'm already seeing on Facebook as we're talking, Channel 19, Channel 5, they're all posting the press release now from the Browns with the headline, Browns tie NFL lead with five Pro Bowl, all pro selections. I'm like, see, that's why the Browns sent the press release out because – They'll send that out around, and people that don't listen to sports talk radio, people that don't, you know, like aren't hardcore into it, they'll see that and go, oh, see, see, it was a bad year, but things are things are fine. And I'm not saying things, there is a base, but that's why the Browns send out a press release right, like that right there. And it's just to people like you and me and people listening, it's like, uh, are you serious? Did you really just send me this? Like, listen, bro, sometimes the best things said are the ones not said. Anyways, all right, roll Very with it, true. my man. Dog bone number three. Dog bone number three. Who is quarterback number 21? Let's be honest. <laughs> the Browns quarterback play throughout the season was less than stellar. And if you don't believe me, here are some facts. The three quarterbacks that played, Campbell, Whedon, and Hoyer, combined for 6.4 yards per passing per play this season. That was good for the 28th ranking in the league, J-Rock. So much for North Turner's vertical attack. Brown signal callers were sacked 50 times in 2013, which ranked them third most in the NFL. While some of this can be blamed by the subpar, subpar performance from the offensive line, much of it can be blamed on zero mobility, and zero pocket presence. The Browns, in my opinion, the Browns need a mobile quarterback that has an internal clock that I've talked about all season with athletic ability to vacate the pocket as needed. If you believe in quarterback rating, which I don't buy too much into quarterback rating, the Browns quarterbacks combined for 75.7 rating this season, which was good for uh, 29th in the league. That's in 16 games. Finally, this is the most telling stat of them all. The quarterback group as a whole combined to complete just 55.7 of their passes this season. That is an awful rank of 34, 31st in the NFL. Now, I know there were a, new, a good number of drops, but 55.7 completion percentage is unacceptable. Who the Browns' 21st starting quarterback is still up for debate. There will be more to come on that. I'll be doing a lot of research and a lot of work on uh, on, the, on the three quarterbacks that we've seen over the last week or so. But dog bone number two is who is quarterback number 21. 
there's the million billion dollar question right there, man. <laughs> because if somebody's got the right answer to that, will they please step up? So true, J Rock. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of talent possibly coming out in the 2014 draft. Do I want to see the Browns take uh, a quarterback with that that fourth pick? Not really. I think uh, I think there will be quarterback talent later, maybe with that other first round pick. But you know, that's uh, that's all discussion for another day. It's just enough is enough. Twenty. Who is who is quarterback number twenty one? That's what matters right now. There's nothing you can do about the past. We need a quarterback. And if you would have had a, if you would have had better than average quarterback play, we wouldn't even be talking about most of the things that we're talking about because the Browns would have had six to eight wins. Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber laying down his three dog bones, not to victory this week, to the. Browns having a successful offseason and man I mean it's pretty easy I mean we definitely we already knew it but it you know putting it down in order is the way it is you got to get the coach right you got to get the quarterback right and you got to repair things with the fan base and winning does that but man they you know what though hey if you're a Browns fan here's what I say regardless of how you analyze and who you think whatever forget coaches and quarterbacks they're going to pick that not us but if nothing else, like you said, be happy that this, I, I don't want to say it guarantees a good season next year because we know that that's not a guarantee, but it guarantees that that's their goal. Like, there is no more putting it off. There is no more, you know, waiting for another day. I think they've backed themselves into a corner now where the fan base has a set of expectations. Their own words this week have put themselves on the clock, and I think that they have to get it right. And if they don't, it's over. I'm telling you, it'll be a decade before this team gets itself out of the hole that they're getting ready to put themselves in with more changes and more back and forth. So, my man, I agree with you, and those are the keys. Now we've just got to see if they happen, and by the time you and I talk again, we'll uh, we'll continue to check in once a week, and we'll follow along with the coaching changes, and we'll see who they bring in. Maybe by the time we talk next week, they'll have somebody. Absolutely, J-Rock. You're right. I mean, that front office did it to themselves, and uh, the Browns fans had nothing to do with it. They're the ones that support them every week. They're the ones that go freeze their tails off, and they're the ones that pay eight bucks for a beer. They did it to themselves, not us. They're they're the multi-billionaires. They don't make up the city. We do, the blue-collar workers, the ones that take our paychecks and go buy tickets or go buy the flat screen to watch the game at home. So, they're the ones that did it. So they can be backed in the corner all they want, but they did it to themselves. We didn't do it to them. Absolutely. And now the pressure's on them, and the fans, rightfully so, can have high expectations because that's what the Browns have told you that they have on themselves. So at least you won't be holding them to an unfair standard next season. So, hey, man, we'll go along for the ride. We'll talk about it this offseason, and now we'll see what happens. Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber. He's with us every week, usually previewing the Browns. We'll look through the off, excuse me, the off season with them, and we'll find some stuff to talk about, my man. We'll continue to do this every week. Absolutely, J Rock. Hey, if you Browns fans or Cleveland fans are looking for a, a great article with over three thousand views, go check out the Inscriber. Cleveland Browns candidly shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> Because candidly, they need to stop talking and start doing candidly. 
All right, Ryan Ruiz, check him out. His articles are on our websites, on our Facebook and Twitter, and they're also on the Inscriber, and you can check him out on Twitter as well. Ryan, my man, you have a good weekend. Enjoy some Buckeye football tonight. Enjoy some NFL playoffs this weekend, and we'll catch up next week and see where the Browns stand with the coaching search and all of that. Yes, sir, J-Rock. Happy New Year to everybody. Go Buckeyes, and I will talk to you next week. All right, Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber. When we come back, we're going to talk. Hey, we've still got plenty more to come as soon as I finish spilling coffee all over stuff here and everything. No, I did that on purpose, guys, just so you know, even though you can't see it. But anyways, we're going to come back. We're going to talk some Cavs, some Monsters, some Vikings, wrap things up, tell you where you can win some more Mick Foley tickets. Plenty of sports fix still to come. Don't go anywhere. I believe in this is Brownies all day. Planning on a victory every single Sunday. Deepest rooted history. The first to play on Monday. The first to play on Monday. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what it is. Everything I do, I do for this. Black and yellow. There's something, I say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town. The Sports Fix. I'll tell you what, whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see. Unique, original designs. Fantastic. They say Cleveland that I love, and then they put it on their chest, and they put it on your chest, too. Don't forget, we tell you all the time, use the sales code FIX. Any purchase you make with GVArtwork.com, you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the Sports Fix. So whether you check them out, GVArtwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product. Cleveland that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt. It's a statement. It's the Sports Fix. We'll be right back. The Improv Comedy Club and Restaurant is proud to present three-time WWF champ Mick Foley in a hilarious one-night-only stand-up performance. You look like you drag here against your will, young lady. Am I right? See a true wrestling legend and the only Cleveland appearance of the hardcore legend Mick Foley at the Improv, located right next to Shooters on the West Bank of the Flats. I go to my wife and I said, I just got an email from Stacey Keeper, and she wants me to suggest matches that she can show to GC. George Clooney, GC is George Clooney. Do you know how awesome that guy is? And my wife looks at me and goes, who's got the man crush now, man? For information and tickets, call 216-696-IMPROV. That's 696-4677. Or go to their website, clevelandimprov.com. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. At the corner of Carnegie in Ontario, it's basketball time at the Q. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? He won it! Milo! Hit a three-pointer on the sideline! 
In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Day. Fred McLeod. Hector Marinero. Discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The Indians have won the divisional title. A perfect game for Len Barker. What a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their first time in the playoffs. It's the first book written from the player's point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. The Detroit Pistons have been booby-trapped. From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Just in time for the holidays, this is your home run present. Hey, this is Carrick Felix from the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the SportsFix.net. Actually, by the time we get done here, welcome back to the longest <laughs> episode of the Sports Fix, at least since I took the show daily here in the afternoons. It's, they just keep getting longer and longer. It, it, amazing. Huh? Thank you guys for sticking with it. Obviously, you guys are digging what we're doing. But, man, I look at the clock, I hit the break, and I'm like, man, we are just off and running here. Ryan Ruiz, great segment. A lot of you guys with some compliments there as well. Ryan, his heart's on his sleeve, but it's always a good time. And, I mean, hey, you know what? We can talk about it. They've got to go out there and do it, and and we'll continue to follow. I feel for Browns fans with the, the information slash disinformation, misinformation, whatever you want to call it that's out there because literally during the break, I had different stories forwarded to me. I've got one here going around, and I don't know if this started out west. It looks like it started on the west coast, but reports are they're reporting Dan Quinn close to being the next Browns head coach. And I'm like, well, that's that's definitely not in anything that I've heard. Another one, I just had a question come in during the break. Said, so J-Rock, what have you heard that Lane Kiffin is in Berea talking to the Browns today? I'm like, hey, I haven't heard that at all. And as soon as I get off the air, I will make some phone calls and see if that's true. I'll call my buddy the janitor and see if Lane Kiffin's shown up there. But in all seriousness, this those are just two different ones than all the ones that we're talking about that, that are out there that just continue to come. I mean, who knows? And part of that is if who knows who knows what they're talking about. The other part of that is who knows if the Browns know what they're doing. They might be throwing darts all over the place in the dark. I mean, who knows if there wasn't a master plan in place that fell through and who knows i'm sticking to my story that the master plan all along was josh mcdaniels you guys i'm telling you i had heard very early on that before this thing went down and you know what 
I even heard that technically there were back channel communications while Chud was still the coach of the Cleveland Browns made by Mr. Lombardi into the interest of Josh McDaniels becoming the next coach of the Browns. Basically, the job is yours if you want it type of thing. And like I said, they can't get that. They can't put that out there. But that's the real deal, you guys. That's 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 the story that I'm hearing. And unless 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 the, where there's smoke, there's no fire. I'm telling you, my thought is they got the the candidates out of the way that they needed to interview before Saturday so that Josh McDaniels can come in and accept the job. I think that the job is his if he wants it. That's everything that I've heard as well. So anyways, but I feel sorry because as I said, all of these things out there now uh, that you guys have to deal with and they constantly continue to come back in and come back at you guys and you just have to sort through it all. And really it's all white noise. Most of it is just white noise. I mean, some of these things where they come from are as simple as, one person putting it out there and the right person seeing it and running with it and there being absolutely nothing to it. But who knows? So right now the Browns have 27 people on their radar to be the next head coach. And no matter who it is, nobody's going to be happy and the odds are in their favor that they'll get it wrong. We've got to hope that they don't, but I'm just playing the percentages here, baby. That's all. Anyways, welcome back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you and going to shift gears here. we got plenty of time to talk more about the Browns next week. We'll see what they do first. And I'd, I'd prefer to talk more about what they have done and less about what they might do because Lord knows it's impossible right now to foresee what these guys are thinking and where they're going. I got a feeling we'll know come Monday. But anyways, let's talk a little bit here. Monsters getting ready to go back at it. I actually just had my man William Gunther in the break. Oh, hey, man, you giving away any Monsters tickets today? They kick off the new year with a back-to-back at home. Lake Erie Monsters at the queue. They're taking on the Milwaukee Admirals. First two times these two teams have met this season. Double shot at the queue. Monsters coming off of a coming off of a bad run there to end the year and end the month of December. They lost their first game this se- of this year, three to two to Utica on Wednesday. They've it, it's close too. That's the thing is the Monsters are right there. They've played six single goal games in their last seven con- contests. They're three two zero and two in their last seven games. Six of those. One goal either way separating them. So they're right there. Monster's just a bit of a tough stretch. We talked about that four and five with Rochester on the road where they just, and they lost four of the five on that road trip there and then come back and they got the win there. But still, you know, hey, Monster's 15, 13, 0 and 3 on the season. They're picking up points when they can here and there. That's important coming down the stretch. And now you got your first two home games. Weather's going to be, weather's going to be a factor, but hey, Cavaliers put, you know, nine, ten grand there in the queue last night with the terrible weather. It's going to be a little better today than it was yesterday. So hopefully, and don't forget, you got Dollar Dog Night and Dollar Soda Night to Sugardale. So get down there to the queue. It's going to be a good time as always. If you can't get down there, my man Doug Plagans will be calling the action on WHKW1220, and you can check that out. I believe Saturday's game is on TV, so you can catch Doug there if you can catch the game either on Channel 43 here locally in Cleveland or on the AHL website. I think they stream some of those games as well on there. So I think it's AHLlive.com, I do believe, is the website, or theAHL.com. I'm sorry about that. That's their internet network that you can go check out. Monsters Action, always a good time. But forget checking them out on TV. Get on out there, 7.30, puck drop tonight, 7 p.m. It's always a good time, always a great value, and a good chance for the Monsters 
to kick off 2014 with a couple of wins at home, some good performances. Doug Plagans, Tuesday, will be back with us in his normal time slot, and we'll be able to catch up with Doug about the tail end of the year and the beginning here of this series and looking forward because now Monster's schedule really picks up. You've got heavy home, you got a heavy road schedule coming up. You've got a lot of, you know, three and fours, and a lot of those, a lot of those AHL quirks will start popping out here. Over the next few weeks and months, we talked about the slow start to the season. Now it picks up and things start to gear up. This is always a fun time for Monsters hockey fans, so I can't wait. Tuesday, we'll get Doug Plagans on and we'll talk about it. But don't wait for Tuesday and don't wait for radio and TV. Head on down to the queue. Check them out. They've got a back-to-back, like I said, Milwaukee, 7.30, 7 p.m. tomorrow. Go out tonight, Dollar Dog Night. Check out the Monsters Hockey. And then check us out on Tuesday when Doug Plagans joins us and talks about that. Last night as well. The CSU Vikings, you guys know, big fans of Vikings hoops last night, went out there and started their Horizon League schedule, and it did not start out so well for the Cavaliers. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the guys here in the in the chat room right now talking Vishan <laughs> sources. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see about those sources when things play out here. Everybody's got sources, and and, uh, most of them aren't right, for the most part, at least with the Cleveland media here, you know. And, hey, look, hey, we get them wrong and right, too, just like everybody else. So I'm still waiting for Mark Trumbo to get traded to the Cleveland Indians, although I'll be the first one to tell you that that came directly from the Cleveland Indians. So uh, I have no problems putting that out there and telling you guys about that. But at the end of the day, it didn't happen. So, you know, it happens to the best of them. It just seems to happen to the worst of them a lot more often (laughs) than it does to the best of them. So keep that in mind with the Cleveland media. All right. As I was saying, shifting gears, talking about a little CSU Vikings hoops. Last night, tough start. Green Bay, one of the favorites, the projected favorite in the Horizon League. 66-55 road loss for the Vikings. Anton Grady, I've been telling you guys, you know, that Coach Waters really sees him as the key to this. He had a double-double last night. So did Marlon Mason, but it wasn't enough. Grady had 10-10. and 10. Mason had 11-10. and 10. Trey Lewis had 11, but it wasn't enough as the Vikings dropped it. 66-55, they fell to 8-7 and seven on the season. And Coach Waters paused on his trek to the top of the CSU Vikings and their win totals because he sits at number two, and he's waiting to... Climb up to the top of the list. As we've talked, we're counting it down. Five victories away right now from tying his way. I believe I got that right. Five victories away from tying Ray Derringer for number one on the CSU all-time wins list. Six wins away from passing that up. I had somebody in the chat room ask me about that the other day. Asked if uh, Kevin Mackey was number one. Actually, Kevin Mackey was number two. Coach Waters just passed Kevin Mackey a week and a half ago to take over number two. And now Ray Derringer is the... One at the top of the list, and he is now paused. Still five victories away from tying him, six six victories away from taking the lead. So, unfortunately, didn't get it done there, but they've got to jump right back into it. They're staying in Wisconsin. They've got a Saturday game tomorrow, 8 p.m., against Milwaukee. Another team expected to do well in the Horizon League. So, it would be nice if you can get that victory, come back from the Milwaukee swing with a split better than the alternative of going 0-2 there. So be interesting to see how they play there. And when we come back on Monday, we'll talk about that. I'm going to get Coach Waters on the show here coming up. I'm going to try to get him on next week as well now that the holiday break is clear. Also, 
Don't forget, Mick Foley will be joining us early next week. I, I'm waiting to hear back from Nicole and his his press agent. Now we're trying to set. It's either going to be obviously somewhere between Monday and Wednesday when he's coming into town. It's just a matter of will we be talking to him on Monday or Tuesday, or will he come live in the studio on Wednesday? Either way, first couple of days next week, you can expect the hardcore legend, as he calls himself, Mick Foley. He'll be in the studio, as everybody calls him. He's the man. I love Mick, by the way. It's going to be a great conversation. You guys are going to enjoy that. And speaking of Mick, don't forget, he's going to be on the show promoting the fact that he's here. January 8th, he'll be at the world-famous Cleveland Improv. He'll be performing his stand-up. And we still have two two pairs of tickets left to give away on Monday and Tuesday to this event. So just like Steve Schaefer today, he won his tickets. Just like everybody else that's won, you have two more opportunities. Monday and Tuesday, be listening live. You'll get your chance to win tickets to see Mick Foley live at the Improv January 8th. And then if you don't win tickets, come on down, join us. It's going to be a great time. I'll be there live talking to people. I mean, not that I'm the one you're coming to see, but I'll be there as well. A lot of listeners to the show will be there. I've already heard from at least a dozen different people that listen to the show that say they plan on being down there and that's early, early advance notice. So should be a good time, a chance for listeners of the sports fix to get together and meet up. There'll be some, obviously there's going to be a bunch of crazy wrestling fans there. There'll be some comedy fans there. If you haven't been down there, the improv, by the way, is a great place. Improv is most definitely a nice place and they've got a good setup down there. They also have a dinner package before the show and we'll be down there early for that as well. So they've got some nice, uh, some nice things planned. Check it out. Clevelandimprov.com for the info. And don't forget Monday right here, live on the show. You can win tickets to that as we have now officially ding, ding, ding made it the longest of the daily version of the sports fix. This is now, it took seven months to pass the record. We have now gone. This show started at 60 minutes and we started, of course we were three hours every Saturday night on HK. But since we started the daily in this version of the sports fix, it started at 60 minutes. Then we went to 75. Then we took it to 90 minutes. Then we get a soft close and said, well, we're going to, Some days will be 90, some days will be two hours, and well, now we've blown past that, and now we're creeping upwards and onwards, baby. What can you do? But when you're having this much fun, you just keep going. That's the best way I can put it, and I thank you guys. Thank you guys for another week, for another year, for everything. I told you guys about some of those incredible numbers that I listed yesterday about the way 2013 ended and 2014 is kicking off exactly the same and it really is because of each and every one of you guys. It's not because of me. It's because of you guys. I'm one because you can sit there and listen listen to me talk. I mean, more power to you. But no, uh, all self-deprecating humor aside, you guys enjoy what we do. And we damn sure enjoy doing it with you. So thank you guys. And as they say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Buckle up for the ride. 2014 has just begun. We've got a ton of things coming down the stretch. But looking at next week, we'll start there Monday Win some tickets to see Mick Foley. Win a GV Artwork t-shirt, courtesy of the Sports Fix. Both of those prizes going to a listener Monday morning. We're going to recap not only the NFL playoffs this weekend, Vikings and Cavs. Cavs got a double shot. And you know what? Bouncing back to the Cavs, because we were talking about them at the beginning of the show, this weekend's going to be a big test for them. you got back-to-back tests. You've got to go on the road with Brooklyn. Then you've got the Pacers at the house, and you've got to think they at least have to shoot to split this here. I know Indiana, very good team. That's going to bring its own issues there. So, you know, and three, you know, by the way, three of the, uh, three of the last... 
the last three, excuse me, home games for the Cavs, all three went into overtime, all three of them. So uh, maybe they can avoid, or maybe they just like it. It was Christmas time. I'm I'm going to chalk it up to giving the fans a little bit of bonus basketball. But anyways, big test there. Let's see what they can do. We're going to talk about that. We'll be getting closer to the seventh, so we'll we'll be able to hopefully update what's going on when it comes to the Cavs and any attempts to move Andrew Bynum and adjust that roster. We'll see about all of that. We've got. All the football games to talk about. The Vikings back at it. We got a double shot of Monsters action to recap on Monday. John McMullen will be with us. Dan Wismar will be with us talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Orange Bowl tonight. I know you guys are ready for it. One last chance, a little OHIO football, baby. It'll be fun to see. Can they go out there and take care of business against Clemson? And, hey, for those of you Browns fans, get ready for the deluge depending on his performance tonight, of Taj Boyd comments, because, of course, that'll be the next quarterback playing, which means that'll be the next quarterback that gets talked about as coming to the Cleveland Browns. So we'll talk about that on Monday. We'll watch the game tonight. Tons of stuff. It's a big, big, big sports weekend. It's going to be a little different for us. This is our first weekend since uh, the beginning of September that we have had an open weekend, no events, no remote broadcasts, no Harry Buffalo. I'm going to definitely miss the wings and the bison burgers, but going to enjoy a double double day off, a chance to relax and catch things up and get ready for Monday because we're coming back, we're firing it up, and we're kicking tail, guys. So whatever you do this weekend, as I say all the time, the key is to have fun with it. Love what you do. Be happy with what you're doing. Without that, you got nothing. And then come back here on Monday and talk to us about it live, noon, where we're giving away Mick Foley tickets, we're giving away a GV Artwork t-shirt, and we're talking to you about it all. Where else but right here on the Sports Fix, baby. Whether you listen on Spreaker, Mixler, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, whether you listen live on the sportsfix.net, no matter how you enjoy the show, we damn sure enjoy having you with us. So until Monday... Have a great weekend. Go Buckeyes, go Cavs, go Monsters. Go somewhere, Browns. Just do it successfully. Go Tribe. Hey, hopefully we've got some updates next week. Jeff Gorman and Mike Brandeberry on tap to set you with some Tribe as we're getting down to 39 days and counting until spring training and pitchers and catchers reporting. So a lot going on. Come back Monday and talk to us about it live. Where else but right here on the Sports Fix on the sportsfix.net. We love you, Cleveland. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Welcome to the Cleveland Show, but this ain't no cartoon. Reality is all we know. Tuning in the Bravo. Yeah, you hear me every.